0: You've broken Terry.
1: Sorry. It wasn't my fault.
0: (laughs) You've broken Terry with your classic teeth. You just figured out what I (laughs) said.
2: Oh, here's Daddy. Hasn't got a (laughs) partner.
1: Basically (laughs) implies that you do. (laughs) All the fact that me and
2: Sonia are here he's not around what's going on there
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, give me five minutes in the loo with some material oh.
2: with the macerator
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Too Much Time On Our Hands, the theatrical cut. This week we're going to be talking about Jason Statham. I'm Terry and opposite me is...
0: Sonia. Hi Terry.
2: Hi Sonia. Yay.
0: And
1: to our left is another man called... Dan, hi. I, I do another podcast. Called... Too Much Time On Our Hands and Trudeau and Gents... Oh yeah, thank you. There is that. Um, They might be get a bit sick of that, but <laughs> I'm still going to keep doing it. I've downloaded... I've downloaded an Airhorn app, which just you can set for a time and just leave it running. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I do Too Much Time on Hands, the other podcast on this network. The Mother Pod. The Mother Pod, I suppose, yes. Um, and I do Gridiron Gentleman. Gridiron. 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 I can't do it. I tried. It's Gridiron. It's Gridiron. There like we go. It's a, like a George Formby grill. Like, a, yeah. like, a, <laughs> like a, a Gridiron. Okay, I can do it. There we go. But, um, yeah. Just try basi- harder.
0: Basically, um, Dan begged to be on this um, episode because he was talking about Jason Statham.
1: Any opportunity to talk about the stafe I will happily worm my way into. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. So thank you for having me on.
0: Pleasure. He got all the stuff set up. So
2: <laughs> took him bloody long enough. Though, oh, no. No, no, no. We've still got new microphone any, holders.
0: Still wasn't any quicker than me and Terry bumbling our way through it. Um, right, I feel loved. Thanks, guys. Okay, stop now. Um, right, so let's start with our weekly roundup. Um, we'll start with our cinema trip that yep. we had so Terry and I took uh, members of the theatrical cut fan club to the cinema on Monday um, to go and see Solo um, now a I do, Star
2: Wars story
0: I do feel that um, the too much time on our hands guys might cover it a little bit more in depth, <laughs> if, they, in depth. if they ever
1: watch it then yeah we so
0: <laughs> Terry and Dan uh, you've got 30 seconds to tell me about Solo off you pop
2: together or individually just, just 30 seconds That's all I'm giving amazing. you I thought it was okay. I think it would have been better had it not been a Star Wars film. I think it was a decent sci-fi film that didn't need to be Han Solo, Chewie, etc. It could have just been a sci-fi film on its own. I didn't want the backstory to Han Solo. I don't think it was needed. Cool. Enjoyable film.
1: Done? Yeah, same. I think... (laughs) <laughs> it's quite annoying, isn't it? I did that to Duncan, blessing. Um, I think it was a terrible script that was saved by the cast, but the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed it. The more I think about, like... But then it was rewritten, basically, wasn't it, when yes. Ron Howard took over? Several times, yeah. So... I think there's some on-the-nose references that are...
2: Yeah, that really annoyed me. Yeah. Basically, anything Han Solo mentions at any point in the original trilogy, we see happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, you're running over time now.
1: And just quickly, uh, uh. exposition out the Wizard. Just, just show us things at cinema. You don't need to explain what you're doing.
0: That's okay. It. God, it goes on about this all the time. But uh, Lando, like films. Lando looked hot, though.
1: Lando did look hot. I, d-
2: yeah? I don't think anyone in it was bad. I think Olden Eckenright... We're
0: not talking about acting ability. Lando looked hot, yeah?
2: Yeah, but Alden Eckenright, I think he did a good job of being Han Solo without just I... doing an impression of Harrison We're Paul. talking
0: about the man with the capes.
2: Yes, he did okay.
1: Uh, in the context of what you're saying, I think they all did a good job. Um, and also, yes, Lando Lando looked
0: hot. Right, what else did we watch? Terry? Knock Solo on the head.
2: So I, after last week's podcast, went home and had a hankering to watch Captain America Civil War.
0: So glad he said I had a hankering to watch. (laughs) I wondered where that was going.
2: So I watched Civil War, which is an amazing film. Definitely top five within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just, again, taking things outside of a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just a great political thriller that just happens to have superheroes fighting in it. Uh, Then randomly, I watched the remake of The Parent Trap after that, because it was on TV and my wife wanted to watch it starring Lindsay, the Lindsay Lohans, because there's two of them in that film. It's not a film, because it's, like, it's a happy ending, but no one seems to sort of look at the psychopathic nature of the parents. When they divorced, they decided to separate the children, have one each, and never mention the other child to the other one at any point. just seems a tad, tad psychopathic, but yeah.
0: It's just a fantasy.
2: My pen has just rolled off the table. <laughs> you need to get some sort of mat to stop sorry, that. Sorry, guys, sorry. I'll, I'll do my best. Um... <laughs> So then I sort of went into a bit of a staith watching. So I've rewatched Crank, ready for the podcast. I've watched a Kex File, which I won't talk about now. I've watched the Italian Job remake. Mm. And then last night, just to mix it up so it wasn't all staith, I watched Theatre of Blood, which is a 1970s horror film starring Vincent Price, which was actually very enjoyable. So I did post a picture on our Twitter feed because it has a lovely cover, as most Arrow films do.
0: I think it, they all have reversible covers.
2: No, nice cover.
0: Yeah, but I think they will have reversible. Oh yeah, they all have colors.
2: reversible and I always generally find the reversible ones are nicer. It's almost like the first ones they put out are like the sort of the commercial ones, then the other ones are a bit fancier. But yeah, very enjoyable. He plays a actor who fakes his death and then basically takes revenge upon all the critics that ever gave him a bad review, but if they gave him a bad review for a certain play, he would kill them via a method in the play. So he would like get them in the play. Seventies, obviously lots of blood, very enjoyable. Vincent Sounds Price, good. apparently it's his favourite film of his own. Nice. But yeah, enjoyable, I would recommend.
0: What did you get up to, Dan? Um, Keep I, it relevant to this podcast, yeah? Yeah,
1: so I mean, I did my top 10 defensive. End. No, I'm joking. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> watched Coco for the first time. Oh, last did you tomorrow. like it? It's i good, isn't it. Absolutely loved it, yeah. Isn't it, it lovely? I'm trying not to have a little cry at the end, but yeah. It's, it's okay to cry. Yeah, but it's, it's really, really good. Really liked it. Um, Love the music. Uh, the, the voice acting was great and it's just a fun film fun Disney film pretty
0: colours isn't it
1: yeah I mean aside from that I watched a few state films myself and I always forget what I've been doing over the week at this point uh, I watched <laughs> Evil Genius but kind of went through that yesterday um, mm. which is really really disturbing but really good like that and started watching Wild Wild Country I think it's called which is another documentary I've been No, on I've that. also
2: been watching Arrested Development because Series 5 just dropped I haven't watched bat. any
1: of it yet is it good?
2: it's not vintage but it's not bad it okay. needs more Tobias bias.
1: That that could be any yeah. Arrested Development art. But um, yeah, Now aside from that, not a great deal, really.
2: Sorry, just to interject then, did you know that Tobias has a cameo in Infinity War?
1: Yeah, he's on a poster, isn't he? No,
2: he's in the Collector's Museum. Oh, yes! He's not actually the guy who plays Tobias, but there's a blue man with a moustache. And denim shorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, when I know, first yeah. saw it, I saw it in the credits, it said, um, property of Arrested Development, Ooh. thanks to blah blah, 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 And I was like, what was going on?
1: It's like the Civil War one. The yeah, because you got in, yeah. in the um, airport. Sonja's playing with her phone now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: about you, Sonia? What you been up to?
0: I've been. I've had quite a busy week actually. Um, I went to see. You'll like this, Dan. I went to see um, Pasha from Strictly. Do one of his shows I in the week. Strictly. Hashtag Strickers. Um, it was actually really good. Um, I was the youngest person there by about twenty years, I reckon. Um, so I went to see that. Then I went to a gig on Wednesday. Um, went to see Anderson East at the Jazz Cafe in Camden. That was really good, really hot, um, as in weather-wise. Um, it's been a
2: warm week. Mm. Humid. He's,
0: he's not shabby on the eye either. But um, <clears throat> that was really good. And then I... Um, I, I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine from the start, because I've only seen odd episodes. So I'm just five episodes in from the start. Hmm. So I really enjoyed that. That was the only non-Satham film that I didn't watch this week. I caught up on... So I did my usual trick of when I've got to binge-watch stuff. Um, I put the films in time order. So I start with the shortest ones and just try and uh, get as many out as possible. So I rewatched watched Blitz uh, with Dan. Um... Very unpc, isn't it? But very good. We can't use any of the quotes from Blitz because they're just so. No, no, we are going to use a quote from Blitz, aren't we? Yeah, it's yeah there's one of cracking my favourite quote quotes from Blitz. But um, yeah, not very PC. I watched the one, the one with Jet Li. Oh, I like that. Um, it's. I think you like it because it's a bit Matrixy. Yeah,
2: it has got a very weird vibe.
0: Um, I. Th- I lo- well, we'll talk about it when we do the rundown. I watched Expendables one, two, and three, and I watched Crank one and two, and that was it. I run nice. out of time, uh, and that was my week.
2: There was one other thing I did in the week, which... Do
0: we want to hear about it?
2: <clears throat> it's the story I told you about before we started. Oh,
0: yeah! Terry, Terry's got a story to tell us.
2: So, on Friday, for whatever reason at work, we all decided to do a McDonald's chicken nugget challenge. So, about six of us tried to eat 40 chicken nuggets as quickly as possible. I won, 13 minutes. I also had a double cheeseburger.
0: You ate 40 chicken nuggets in 13 minutes? And a
2: double cheeseburger. It Apparently, I looked like I was going to pass out at the end. But anyway, as a follow on from that i spent 30 minutes f- on friday evening shitting myself inside out <laughs> i mean literally just for 30 minutes <laughs>
0: shitting myself inside.
2: it's the only way i can think to describe it
1: i've done one of those food challenges before and i just got in slammed the door and sarah goes you all right i go i need a moment <laughs> Just slammed the toilet I door didn't, and didn't leave. I didn't realise it was. Ca- I knew I needed the <coughs> toilet, and then <laughs> it just
2: happened. It took me completely by surprise.
0: <laughs> it took me completely by surprise. I thought it
2: was just going to be a normal
1: movement. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> what did you uh, did you weigh yourself before and after?
2: I didn't know, but <laughs> I suspect that there would have been quite the difference. Although, it was quite watery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine
2: egg. it was grease rather than water.
0: But oh. it's floating to the top oh. like an egg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie; I didn't inspect it afterwards. Oh, but yeah, so that that was the highlight of my week.
0: Wow, what a, what a treat! eh On that, um happy note, uh shall we begin?
1: Go on, segue that into into. <laughs> um,
0: into if only we were going into
2: Slumdog Millionaire.
0: <laughs> Dear me. Um, okay, so this week we're talking about the Stath. Just all things Stath. We're literally just going to talk about all of his films. Um, and why we love him so much. Um, Terry's going to give us a rundown, because Terry's the authority on the state. Uh, no, that's probably not no, true. I th- I think that's, I'm uh, just the hard researcher. Yeah, the Terry's the researcher, and I'm the. Um, I'm going to watch one more DVD with <laughs> the team. Um, so we're going to start with um, the state's first film and just work our way up to the most recent. Terry... Tell us about Lockstock.
2: So, yeah, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, his first credited film. Obviously, Guy Ritchie. Was it Guy Ritchie's first film as well? Like His first proper film? I think so. I imagine he'd done other bits. So, obviously, I mean, I've not seen it for a long time. I think it is good. It's Stath learning his trade, so to speak. He's being a Cockney Wise boy. He got the role because Guy Ritchie saw him selling perfume at, like, a market store. Oh, it's
0: perfume, yeah. I thought it yeah. was watches.
2: I think it, it might have been watches but I'm sure I read that it was Perfume and like his his banter yeah, and I was his gonna patter say, pate, yeah. um, got him the role um, I can't remember too much about the film to us other than it's got sh- it's about like antique <clears throat> shotguns mm.
0: his name's Bacon in it isn't it yes yeah. um, <laughs> that's the only fact I've got about it I've just checked my notes it's the only fact <laughs> <The>, I've got <laughs>
1: it was the launching block for so many actors that film Yeah, yeah like, Dexter Fletcher exactly. uh, Jason Fleming yeah Dexter Fletcher, Jason Fleming.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's others. <laughs> Vinny's in it as well, isn't oh, he? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, it's pretty much like that. There's almost like a sort of London gangster crew that appear in every film, especially
1: after that. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. So that was in 1998. God, so long ago. I remember thinking that was the coolest film when I was, because I was just too young to watch it. Like, yeah. So and I, um, I got bought it for my birthday or something. I'm like, ah, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I remember everyone at school yeah. talking yeah. about
0: it, and yeah. I hadn't seen it. Um, yeah, so that's twenty years old. Um, yeah, I remember having that on video. Um, really liked it at the time. I probably liked that Vinnie Jones was in it. Mm. If yeah, I'm him making
2: his acting career now. Yeah. We can.
0: Um, and then next we've got a film uh, which Cherry and I aren't familiar with called Turn It Up.
2: Yeah. So when we picked this out of the hat, there was only three Statham films I had not seen. Now there are two of which this is one. So this is. Set in the rap music industry. He plays
0: Please m- tell me he's a rapper.
2: I think he's an agent. He's, oh. I can't remember his full name in it, but he's Mr. he's just called Mr. Somebody, so I Mr. imagine Mr. B. Mr. B. So I imagine he's like an agent or something like that. Um that was in the year two thousand. That's all I can tell you oh, about. Oh it's
0: got it. a low rating, four point four on IMDB. Eight
1: percent on Rotten Smart. Phones.
0: We couldn't find I it. I suspect
2: it? he'll be a small part in that. Yeah, I couldn't even find it on Amazon to buy.
0: No. Okay then, so next one. Moving on to uh, a film that I'm sure most people are aware of, Snatch.
2: So this, I think, was his star maker. I think this was the one that really set out. So obviously he plays Turkish, another wonderful name. Um, As he mentions in the film, named after an airliner that his parents met on that crashed. Um, (laughs) (coughs) But, I mean, that film, obviously, again, pretty much the same crew from Lockstock, but then randomly plus Brad Pitt playing a gypsy.
0: Just brilliant. Mm. He gets a lot I... of
2: stick for that accent. People say he no, comes up that in the worst fantastic. accent. But he nails it perfectly. But to anyone outside of the UK who has not dealt with like someone from that region just wouldn't think I was trying to think of a PC way to say gypsy, then even though I've already said gypsy. <laughs> community. Yeah. <laughs> of the travelling community, that's yes. what I was looking for. Um he absolutely nails it because they don't have an Irish accent. They have a traveller accent, and he abs- like you literally can't understand a word he says, mm. and it's brilliant.
0: Is it subtitled when he speaks? No. Because um, it's
2: just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's just dang. brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just brilliant. The tagline for Snatch, uh, stealing stones and breaking bones. Mm.
2: Um, I mean, a great turn from uh, Mike Reed as well, I think, in that film. I, I mean, it's just a great film. I mean, him and Tommy, or obviously that's like the main part he has with Tommy, his little double act. Um, but yeah, just a great film. It's just such. so twisty, so bendy. Mm. Again, like Lenny James and. Um, oh, I forget the other guy's name. Sol and. like the two guys who own the Porn Brokers. Bullet Tooth Tony. Boris the Blade. Just great character names. And just. yeah, I absolutely love that film.
1: It's like you took lockstock and just. Yeah. Kind of turned it on his head and just went, what can we get away with? Yeah, That's exactly. And
2: it was Guy Ritchie pushing himself and all the actors sort of feeling a bit freer in the roles. But yeah, yeah just great soundtrack as well.
1: Yeah, like Lockstock. Again. Yeah. Really great soundtrack.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay, so moving on then. One that I don't think I've actually seen, another one with uh, Vinny. Jones and I think it's Vinnie Jones' film really, Mean Machine.
2: Yeah, so Mean Machine, he plays a very small part. So Mean Machine is Vinnie Jones is a famous footballer, shock horror, <gasps> who is arrested, I think for like, for drunk driving. There might be other things, but he ends up in prison and the governor of the prison likes his football and wants Vinnie Jones to train the prison team. He refuses and it ends up being that they're going to have a game of the inmates versus the, la- versus the screws. And Vinny Jones goes on that. It's also got a young Danny Dyer in it.
0: Oh, has it? It has. On Blake's watching that. I've actually probably got it upstairs. It's then. it's a
2: very very good film. So he plays the monk, who is someone who is kept in solitary confinement because he is so mental. Um, he's covered in tattoos, and he ends up going in goal.
0: I might actually have this then because I've got
2: the cover is just like Vinny Jones. Yeah, know. I'm
0: looking at it now. Um... But
2: no, I found it very enjoyable. It's very. Sick. It has got one of my favourite staith action moments go on so as said the the monk is absolutely crazy the only reason he signs up to players because it's against the screws and he wants a chance to be able to get at the screws he's in goal a cross comes in he grabs the ball and then just starts kicking the shit out of (laughs) everyone he's drop kicking people punching people and then it comes out and he was actually dreaming and he just catches the ball and throws it out to someone but he literally goes absolutely batshit mental in this little dream he has I think he even played it with a Scottish accent. I don't think the Scottish accent lasts long.
0: What, Staith? Yeah. His accents never last long.
2: No. no
1: the, not for like half an hour. No. Like it's a
2: very accents. silly film. It's based on The Longest Yard, the American film, which is oh, the same. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it was originally Burt Reynolds, and then they remade it with Adam Sandler, and then it was remade as Mean Machine, starring Vinnie Jones. But yeah, not brilliant, but enjoyable.
0: Um, I like those kind of like British films. Um. Okay, next one, one that I have—I don't think I've seen. Um, Ghosts of Mars.
2: Yeah, so this is John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. So early on in his career working with some great directors, Guy Ritchie and um, John Carpenter. I mean, it's not a very good film. It's not one of John Carpenter's best. It's, it's got a
0: higher rating than uh, the film where he's a rapper.
2: <laughs> I'm unsurprised by well, and that. Well, funnily
0: enough, Ice Cube is in Ghosts of Mars. He is, Leading yes. on from Rappers.
2: Um, so, I mean, I think the basic plot is, like, we've taken over Mars and we're we're living there or we're terraforming it ready and people start get. It's almost like a sort of zombie thing. They dig something up and people start getting infected and they start becoming the inhabitants of Mars and start killing everyone. That's basically it. He plays a bit of a... Uh, I mean, what he always plays, like, a action hero who gets the job done. I do remember there's one particularly good bit that... Oh, what's that? Claire Duval is in it, who was in a lot of films around that time, which, where would it go in? It was 2001. It was, like, Final Destination. And there's a bit where her head just gets cleaved clean off, like, within a minute, and it's quite shocking.
1: One thing I remember is someone chopping their own thumb off in that film, like, quite yeah. early on in it. There's a Definitely lot of...
2: Because, like, the whole thing is, that like, once you become infected, you, become, like, you start, like, self-harming. Mm. They're, like put bolts through their noses and stuff like that to make themselves look more vicious
0: I want to watch this film it, it,
2: you would I think you would like it yeah. in a sort of sounds schlocky up, way sounds like mm. my cup of tea yeah um, but yeah nothing stands out to me particularly other than Claire Duval getting her head lopped off and,
1: and Natasha Hensridge is in it as well it's like <coughs> yeah. the most early 2000s yeah it cast. had
2: quite, for the time it had quite a decent cast
0: mm. um, okay then moving on to the next one which really is a Jet Li film yes I'd say not um, Jackie Chan <laughs>
2: That's a running joke, I'm not yeah, racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll, t- we'll, we'll tell you about it when we get to the relevant film. Um, okay, so 2001, The One, starring Jet, Jet Li and The and, Stath. The Stath, and Larry
1: Fishburne, isn't it? A,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's the
1: story of Chesney Hawks, I believe, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that is a theme tune. Yeah. Written, produced and sung by Statham.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As a rapper. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It was the blacking up I don't think went well. <laughs> no, sorry, Delroy Lindo was, the, was his partner. So basically the film is Delroy Lindo and Jason Statham are partners. Jet Lee plays, surprisingly, a martial arts expert. And basically he's travelling through the multiverse to different parallel dimensions. And the idea is every time you kill some, your double or whatever you'd want to call it. Your in another, version of yourself. Yeah, your version, you become stronger. So in a Highlander sort of aspect... So Jet Li's character is trying to kill every other version of himself so he becomes the one and therefore more powerful. And Daryl, Lindo and Jason Statham are basically tracking him, trying to catch him before he manages to complete said task.
0: Yeah. So this this film um I'd seen uh before cuz I quite enjoy um some martial arts. Um and so i would po- i'd watched it before because of jet lee not because of the Staith. um the highlights for me are the Staith's hair yeah i was um, going to
2: say he stand out for his hair and it's...
0: his um shocking accent which he does try and keep up yeah i think an american accent i think um, it is meant
2: to be american yeah
0: but this film for, like you Terry quite enjoys this film i think cuz it's a bit matrixy i i don't really like jet lee Li playing a bad guy which he does when he plays the bad guy version of himself um, but yeah, what it's a we... dual
2: role for him doesn't it because there's bits where he's playing right. another version
0: but um, just, just Jet Li being bad just doesn't work for me but um, what we were doing when we were researching all of our Stath films was we were trying to compile lists of our favourite action scenes and fight scenes and this one isn't really too relevant because it's not the safe, but there is a really good um, fight scene in the one where Jet Lee fights himself mm. um, and I enjoyed that very much <laughs> but the safe wasn't in it at all no, it's I don't think watching. he has
2: much action in this film, does he? He's but more like running wa- around with a gun. Yeah,
0: it's worth watching. If you're going to watch the one, then there's a decent scene at the end of Jet Li, fighting Jet Li. It's made
1: by James Wong. I've just looked him up because so I was interested. i heard the name before. Um, <coughs> what, Jet Li? <laughs> Jet Li. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, James Wong directs. only directed seven things in total, and one of them is four episodes of The X-Files. Uh, yeah, mostly yeah. he's like a TV producer. So.
0: Mm. Which, uh, just uh, tell us which episodes of The X-Files. It doesn't say...
1: Looking it up now. This is live googling. Brilliant. Doesn't say.
0: Okay. Right. Well, this is
2: made for podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should we that move on? We can move on.
0: Okay, then. So moving on to probably like the first big um, stafe film, which was which was the Staths film, uh, two thousand and two, The Transporter. So, yeah, Terry, def- take it away.
2: Definitely his first film where he became the Stath as we know and love today. Um, I mean, copious amounts of topless shots. I think in this film. And why not? indeed Uh, a much more clean shaven look other than the one because as we just said in the one he does have quite long bald hair Um, bald hair yes alright calm down Um, so in this he plays Frank Martin who is a transporter of things he's the man that you want if you want something getting across no questions asked he has one rule never look at what he's delivering so I think we start with someone come in they tell him what they want how big it's going to be how much it's gonna weigh. He writes it all down, they agree a time, then he sets fire to the piece of paper that he's just written it all on because that's how good he is. Um and then he sets about his job as normal. He's got an amazing I wanna say Audi or is it a
1: BMW? I think it's BMW in that one, because he changes, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has an
2: amazing car where like the licence plates flip, there's amazing car chases. And basically for whatever reason he decides to look in the boot in this case to see what he's got breaking his one rule and it turns out it's a young lady that he's transporting and then he basically breaks every other rule he's ever had because then he decides to save the lady rather than complete his mission.
1: His morals kind of come from nowhere in this film. Yes, literally
2: nowhere. He's a gun for hire and then he becomes a man with a heart of gold.
0: Yeah. Oh. Does he fall in love with the lady in the boot? I, don't, I can't remember So his, I feel like it's
1: hinted at but not really it's it's always hinted at and he mm. definitely has he definitely does the deed with someone in one of the films but yeah. he, there's I read this article ages ago and I meant to reread it for this podcast and do apologise about how he wanted the character to be gay and he like made this big deal about like why does he have to be a heterosexual man why can't he be like a gay transporter kicking ass and that made me love Statham just a little bit more hmm
0: Cool, we got any uh, favourite action scenes from the show? So, yeah,
2: possibly that? my favourite action scene starring in the Stath is this film. So there is a particular fight where it's in a garage, there's oil all over the floor, as there is in every good garage. I the oil onto the floor. I think
0: <laughs> this is probably everyone's favourite scene, Yeah. just full stop. Never mind action so scene. So this has been
2: emailed in from every. This has Every, had the most votes Everyone by who's far. emailed in has emailed this one. It's so yeah, basically he kicks the oil over. He takes off his shirt and he rolls in it. Rolls in it and then basically uses the oil so that no one can grab him and he just kicks the fucking shit out of everyone. It's,
0: it's almost like a sexy version of that scene I mean, from Bronson. S-
2: someone who emailed in who's quite a special person to email in, a lovely lady called Valerie. Why is she a special emailer in Sonia?
0: Because it's my mum. It yeah. is your mum.
2: So hello, Valerie. So she Don't
0: call her Valerie.
2: Right, Val. Val. <laughs> yeah. So Hello, it's, be- it's because it's Valerie on the email, isn't it? And I've only ever referred to her as Sonia's mum before. So
0: that's actually signed the email. I love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so she called it the dancing in oil scene, which <laughs> I thought was quite poetically way of putting
1: it. So he, there's a bit where he <clears throat> gets a bike, kicks the pedals the, the, off. The pedals off. And uses them as grip in the. Audience. Oh yes,
0: yes he does. That's what my mum was talking about yeah. the other night. She thought that was quite clever. Yeah, I don't think that works. I don't think that would. Oh, no, because it's yeah. still going to. No, it it's a bit. Grip. S- they're spiky. Yeah. But they're not.
1: They're not going to grip into the metal. Oh, he's still on a metal... I, I don't know. Are why am I trying to look a lot...
2: you saying that this isn't logical? <laughs> don't, no. it's
0: just pretend.
2: Yeah, I've got it written I mean, down. In real life, he probably gets kicked the shit out <laughs> of by those six people. He's left in a crumble mess. The girl gets killed.
0: Slips all over <laughs> the place. Does the sideways splits. This, dislocates a hip.
1: Yeah, and he just spreads his muscle. Ah,
2: someone call a doctor.
1: <laughs> why don't I, do I put the oil on the floor? <laughs> terrible idea. Um, the, the bit where he kicks off of someone and just kind of... Just hit the. The mics now and kicks off of someone and just like slides,
2: yeah, along the floor. It not is that. it is very balletic the way yeah. he fights.
0: I'll tell you what it reminds me of. And there was another fight scene, um, which I watched, um, of his, I can't remember what film it was. It might have even been the one, um, where they were using frying pans. Um, you're not was, thinking of bottom, no? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very, um, no, it might have been an expendables film actually because uh, that's got Jet Li in, but um. It was very um, Jackie Chan esque with by just using the bits that are around you, just using like random things to like hit people with and attack them with. Mm. And that's mm. it.
1: I mean this, this this is one of those films where Mark Kermode started to fall in love with Jason Statham as well. His exact words are he fights like a dancer. I mean, that's for a different film, but he's always said that about Jason Statham. And what
0: did my mum call it? The dancing in oil scene. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. My mum's basically Mark Kermode.
1: I called it looped up and ready. I've got that <laughs> written down here. I've, I've All my favourite action scenes I've given a little titles. I just
2: had oil fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So moving on then. Um, the Italian Job in 2003.
2: So yeah, The Italian Job, so a remake of the Michael Caine original, but it is a remake in that It's called The Italian Job and Mark Wahlberg's character its called Charlie Croker like Michael Chain's character is. There is no similarity other than that. The Italian Job in this film is like almost the opening credits. They do a job, they steal a load of gold and then someone within the team double crosses them and then we cut to like a year later and it's trying to get the gold back off of said member. So the stave plays Handsome Rob who is a ladies man and, and wheel man. He's the driver. He starts off doing a lovely little boat chase around Venice I mean, there is a lovely scene where he has to test out how long it's going to take to get from one place to another and then it cuts to him in LA traffic, just sat there, smoking and then he looks up and there's a sign saying this many people have died in the last minute and he flicks his cigarette out. Um, I actually really, really like this film.
0: Mm. It's got a lovely looking cast, doesn't it?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, Charlize Theron, Stath, Mark Wahlberg, Ed Norton, Donald Sutherland, uh, Seth Green as the sort of comedy comedy element to that.
0: The small token ginger.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just we've got one. Yeah, we have. Probably, probably a bit bigger small. than Seth Green. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> oh, you've got quite little legs.
1: I do have little legs. yeah. <laughs> Potato shaped. So you're
2: basically you? like the granddad on King of the Hill, just nothing from the knee down.
1: <laughs> uh, I wish that was the first time someone compared me to the granddad from King of the Hill, but
2: no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting back to the Italian job. Yeah, it's just because it's basically like a caper heist film. I love a caper and a heist. Um, there's stuff. But do where, you
0: like capers?
2: No, I don't like capers. If they're in something, but I'd never put them in something. Okay. Um, that was quite quite good off, off the fly. Um, but yeah, really good film. Lovely stuff with minis driving through LA. They actually shut down Hollywood Boulevard for like seven days. Wow. And then an interesting fact I found out, so it was long muted that there was going to be a sequel to this film because it actually did quite well. Um, F- Gary Gray is the guy who directed it. He went on to direct a Fast and the Furious film. So, the sequel was for a long time, it was going to be the Brazilian job, and it was talking, and then there was, like, oh, Charlie's Front can't do it. And in the end, it got killed, and it actually became Fast and the Furious 5. Wow. The script was like rewritten. I um, did not know that. Yeah. So, that's something I learned last night just reading up about the Italian job after I'd watched it. So, yeah. A little bit. Obviously, the Stafe wasn't in Fast 5, unfortunately. So, it's not like some sort of circular vehicle of madness but yeah just a nice little tidbit but yeah i really really enjoy the italian job
0: we'll remember that for a pub quiz um i don't know if we're really gonna bother with the next one um collateral
2: yeah where he plays man airport yeah i mean i've seen collateral but
0: yeah me too moving on oh
1: just quickly i I like to assume that it's his character in the transporter i just in my head i'm like it's he's been given this to give to um tom cruise's character because he's wearing I mean, the suit I mean I've seen it but I can't remember the Stath being in it I've only yeah, seen it me once. Either. the weirdest cameo it's right at the start mm. just hands him a briefcase and then just walks out of the airport
0: okay then uh, same year Cellular I'm not sure this is one that we didn't we look at this down in Kecks yeah
2: we I believe I've seen it I think yeah, it, isn't the so a bad guy
0: we felt like we'd it's seen got, it. Is it is this um, the one with
2: Helen Mirren in it
0: it's got uh, Kim Basinger or Basinger uh, it's got Chris Evans in it uh, but without a beard so I wasn't interested um, Jessica Biel's in it it's another film he's made with Jessica Biel um, we kind of felt like we'd seen it didn't we? yeah
1: it looked very familiar But I... tell
0: us about it Terry
2: I mean it's just about a young man who received I'm reading from IMDB what was about I about to <laughs> a young man receives an emergency phone call on his cell phone from an older woman the catch the woman claims to have been kidnapped and the kidnappers have targeted her husband and child next
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen it because the woman is Kim Basinger isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm sure I've seen. It. I say I'm pretty sure Stath is a villain within it.
0: Yeah, we'll have, to, wa- we'll have to. watch <coughs> that I one imagine again. It's probably
2: Chris Evans is the young man receiving the call, and Jason Statham is one of the kidnappers.
0: Okay, um, one hour
2: thirty-four minutes, so it's in our region.
0: Yeah, it was. It was probably the next on the uh, six point five pile to watch. on IMDb. It's not bad. Not bad for us. Okay, then moving on. Um, two thousand five. Transporter two.
2: So I would possibly say Transporter Two, I prefer to the Transporter. I just think it's got a better storyline, although it is a massive ripoff of Man on Fire. So within the Transporter Two, Frank has moved on from the events of the first film and he's now driver slash bodyguard to a to a little girl in a rich family mm. and the little girl gets kidnapped and he takes it upon himself to get the girl back. So pretty much Man on Fire starring Denzel Washington, but with the staith. But there's quite a cool femme fatale villain where she's got like two machine guns. And again, just... He knows. I think this might be. Oh yeah,
0: week. I remember her. Yeah, the blonde mm. one.
2: She's on the cover, like with yeah, the machine yeah, gun. Yeah. I think she's just wearing like lingerie because that's what women did back in the early noughties. She, um, well,
1: that's she's how
0: a, women fight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah.
1: She, she's <coughs> wearing like a, a nurse's uniform and then undoes it and reveals yeah. the two submachine yeah, guns. Yeah, like because isn't it like
0: he has to take? The machine guns her, are kind of tucked into like suspender yeah. type. Yeah, because so he, he has to take how.
2: the little girl to the dentist or something, doesn't he? And that's where they kidnap her. and That's where he realizes something's wrong because a picture frame is slightly a wonk. Um,
0: slightly a wonk yes okay uh,
2: but yeah really enjoyed that film again lots of great action lots of really cool I, I believe isn't there a bit where he's got like a bomb underneath his car and he does like a really weird jumps up off a kerb and then manages to clip the edge of a skip or something to take the bomb off before it explodes I think that was like three possibly
1: both I don't know I think I, my mum the, was saying something yeah. about a bomb under So you, car so he, he's got there's a, a crane yeah, and he flips it so it's underneath, and, and then knocks the bomb off. Next, takes the bomb off. The, the I car, thought yeah. that was two. I might be wrong.
0: But I haven't seen that one in a while. If I'm as honest. I
2: said off mic before, I wish we'd had more time to prepare for this podcast, so I could have rewatched more of no, his yeah. films.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, just work and life gets in the way, yeah, doesn't it? it does. In an ideal world, it could have just taken one. Well, I did only work two days this week because most burn. of
2: his films are only ninety minutes long, so you mm. get through them.
0: Mm. Um, Okay, then, they're moving on to one slightly different. Sorry, um, just oh, God. It's I keep one. forgetting he's here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got one of my favourite fight scenes in. I keep thinking
0: oh. it's just like a, a shrub in the corner.
1: <laughs> Transporter 2 has the scene where he is in, I think he's in a garage again, because he always seems to be in a garage for all It is a garage. Yeah. And mm. um, he's fighting around these poles, and then uh, someone knocks one of the poles out, and he starts beating them up with the pole. But it's a really awkward pole fight, where he's holding it at one end, and it's kind of wobbling. And then he brushes. I think at the beginning of the fight, he went, I wouldn't
2: touch with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you
1: go. Yeah, it's 11 foot. <laughs> um, and so then he sweeps them, four of them at least, I think, into a bin. Yep. With the pole, just picks them up, puts them in a bin.
0: Yeah. Deborah Wendy sent that one in as well. That's, she likes yeah. that fight scene. It's a good scene. Sorry. Decent. That's fine. You, you may speak. I just forget you're there sometimes. Um, yeah. Okay, then moving on. Slightly different one. Um, possibly. Um, 2005 revolver. Um, I haven't seen this in ages. I have got it. So I've seen
2: it once. I mean, it's... Isn't it... It's about Kabbalah.
0: But isn't it supposed to be one of those films? When it came out, wasn't it supposed to be like one of the worst films ever made? So I
2: don't know if it's one of the worst... Basically, so obviously Guy Ritchie directed this one. He was with Madonna at the time, who was big on Kabbalah, and this he made around it. Apparently, if you know about Kabbalah, this is a great film, but it's got lots of... Kabbalah references and stuff about Kabbalah that is not explained at all so if you don't understand Kabbalah it makes no sense so for mm. me it makes little to no sense like the ending is just where the fuck did that come from I mean the one good thing about Revolver is it's the first time where we have Staph with long hair
0: he's got long hair and he's got a a, lov- mustache. a
2: lovely moustache um, um, it is one of those proper sort of look twice moments but he basically plays like a put upon man and as I say it's almost like a sort of campaign film for Kabbalah which I'm pretty sure doesn't get talked about anymore it was like that was really, the one where no, everyone was really, wearing like the, the red little bracelet red,
0: little red bit of string yeah it's got, awesome are, it's from, got Andre um, 3000 in it say. as well what's that group called Outcast that's it Um, well, it's got 6.5 on IMDb Um, I mean Terry said it was a good thing that we see the stay for the first time with hair I'd say no it was probably best that he shaved it all back off again
2: I wasn't saying it was a good thing I was, just I it was think f- you did. one of the better things of the film was the first time to see him with the hair
0: Okay, it really says a lot about Revolver when one of the better things about it is the fact that someone's got hair in it.
2: But it's, it's got some good moments. I think the stave's good in it. It's just, it's very complicated without yeah. sort of getting onto the pretentious side of things of, yeah, if you're not a doctorate in this religion, you're not going to understand the film.
0: Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, Dan, have you got any favourite, like, quotes, fight <laughs> scenes that you'd like to tell us about from Revolver?
1: I have seen it once. Yeah, I don't think it was all that, and I didn't watch it again, but... My taste in films has changed dramatically since mm. when I watched it. And also what I look for in a good film has changed, so maybe I need to watch it again. And also, you know, I joined Kabbalah since then. So I was gonna say.
0: One of my favourite things about it is it comes in a red DVD case.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I
0: like I do like DVD cases which are a different colour. Um <laughs> so there we go. I Terry likes it because the state's got hair, I like it because it comes in a red box and Dan likes it because he likes Kabbalah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean not really.
0: Um Okay then, this is one that I don't think I've seen. The next one, um, the film Chaos.
2: So this is—I mean, I can't remember what it's about. I can remember—I have definitely seen it. I can remember Stave's role within it. He wears a lovely pork pie hat in this film. I Does believe. Does he? I might be getting that wrong, but I'm sure.
1: No, I think you're right.
2: So this is about two cops that are going after a bank robber. Um, who are the other people in it? Oh, Wesley Snipes and Ryan Philippe. Uh, Jason Statham plays Quentin a very Stath-like name
0: Quentin Connors
2: Um, so I can't remember too much other than yeah it's the two of them going after I've got a feeling that Wesley Snipes is the villain of the piece or is the um, the robber that they're going after I mean stuff happens that I won't talk about because it will ruin the film but it has some nice moments in the film I actually quite like that film but I can't really talk about what I like about it without ruining it for people um, and it's one that I would suggest people who definitely like the safe to seek out. So I don't want to spoil it in a Statham podcast.
0: Yeah, I actually tried to pick this one up in Kecks and I couldn't find it. Um, was this a
2: fifty p number? Was it?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to assume it's probably fifty. I imagine
2: nothing. No, a to safe. A lot of these, I imagine, are going to be fifty p.
0: Yeah, although I was very upset to find one that I wanted was a pound. <laughs> I wouldn't pay it. Terry. What was that? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I think it was Killer Elite. I'm not paying a pound. I think I am made of money. Of course i'd pay a pound um just i mean it's got 6.5 on imdb which is quite high it's very high for me and terry mm-hmm. um and someone's actually one of the reviews actually says it's uh, their favorite statham film
2: i wouldn't go that far but he definitely sort of shows a bit of acting in this film as well as just being the stath kicking people about the place
0: okay uh dan have you got anything to say about chaos
1: no it's i have seen it Years ago, but it's one of those ones where you can tell that he's gradually beginning to forge into what mm. Jason Statham is yeah. now. Learning what he can do. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay, then moving on to the next one. And I actually thought this film was a lot older than it actually is. 2005, um, London.
2: So this was a very different step for Statham. This, yeah. this is just like a drama set all within one flat. Again, the Statham has hair. Uh, this has got Jessica Biel, Bile? Biel. Bile. And- Bile. And again, Chris Evans, not the Radio 1 ginger DJ. Uh, We're talking Captain America, again without a beard. Um, And yeah, it's just a drama. He plays a man who's just... I think he's just looking for his girlfriend, isn't he?
0: Or is he a vicar?
2: Is that the one where he's a vicar?
0: A vicar? No, he's looking for his girlfriend.
2: Yeah. And it's just stuff happening within... It's like a party in a flat, and it's just quite a small drama. Again... Not a bad film, didn't blow me away.
0: But not an action film.
2: No, it's very if you're a Stay fan for the Stay, this isn't a Stay film. I think for
0: you. what we're well, I think what we're um what's becoming apparent here is that we're not really that fussed when he's not doing action roles because no. every film that we've got to where right, it's just like, nah, I can't really remember that. Yeah, I've seen it, but anyway, moving on. Well, I think
2: this is his first out and out drama without any sort of action. Because mm. the other ones might what's... be lighter on action.
0: But... Have you seen it, Dan? Nope. Not okay. seen it.
1: Because he's not Kicking people in the head.
0: Probably because he's not top left. Yeah. Um, Okay, then moving on to the next one. This is one of my faves um, of the Staith. I love this film, Crank.
2: So, this film is a brilliant film. It is the highest of high concepts. So, Mr. Staith plays the brilliantly named Chev Chelios, but (laughs) maintains his Cockney accent, which I love about the fact that they've given him such a sort of Greek name, but he speaks English.
0: And it's in America as well. Yeah, it's set
2: in America. So, Chev wakes up feeling a bit dodgy and there's a video for him to watch about it. He's been injected with a Chinese toxin that is going to kill him unless he keeps his adrenaline up. So, the entire film is him trying to get his vengeance but having to do silly things to keep his adrenaline up like using... Um, what's the, the electric paddles that they use in the A A defibrillator. Um, taking pure adrenaline into his system shagging his girlfriend in the middle of the street but only being able to perform when a busload of chinese schoolgirls arrives (laughs) um driving really fast just doing lots of stupid he does a load of coke in a in a nightclub where he's just pulled a gun on the guy and obviously and they're all black and that's not doing it for him and he just says time to kick some black ass and just starts a massive fight with everyone again to get his adrenaline up I mean, I don't... This is one that I did rewatch. I don't think it's aged particularly well. I still think it's really good, but as we were saying off mic again, a lot of the language he uses is <laughs> really appropriate. I don't... Um, mm. And rewatching it again, I was a bit sort of like... I mean, the action is absolutely mental mm. um, and uh, enjoyable, but yeah, there was just bits of it where I was just like, I don't know.
0: It's a bit. It's, the language is a bit festive. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> when you say it hasn't aged well, um, I, I, I think I think Crank's awesome, and I think they're. I think
2: it's really good. Uh, but with,
0: with some of the language, I mean, yeah, there's there's things that we wouldn't repeat on here. There's things that I'd, I'd still. My mum's a massive, massive Stath fan, and she she wasn't sure if she'd seen Crank, and I'd still say to my mum, watch Crank because it's awesome, and he's hilarious in it. Because I, as well as doing action, I do think he's hilariously funny. Oh yeah. Um,
2: Lots of witty one-liners in I, this.
0: I absolutely love Crank. The uh, tagline for Crank is "Poison in his veins, vengeance in his heart." Um, what's um, What's your favourite action scene from Crank? Have you got any?
2: I mean, it's not what possibly my favourite scene is where he's just done the.
0: This is oh. going to be the epinephrine, yeah. He's, just, gonna done say he, what he's just done the epinephrine, and he and he's running too down much this, in, yeah. he puts
2: too much in, and he's speaking to the doctor on the phone, and the doctor's going, You took too much, didn't you? Elevated heart rate, y- check, check, <laughs> something else, check. You've got a raging hard on, haven't you? Let me just check, check, and then it just cuts to a wide shot, and he's running in a hospital gown with a massive erection,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, that's possibly my favorite scene,
0: yeah. I've got, I've got that one written down as well when the epinephrine kicks in. Um, and he's just running over... He runs over all the cars as yeah, well, doesn't he? And it
2: goes like a really frenetic camera. And
0: um, he stops in front of that store with all the TV cameras showing the yeah, news, and, the and there's, a really, there's a really awful, like, e-fit of him. Like, looks like he's got a melted <laughs> face, and the guy next to him just turns around to look at him, looks down at his raging hard-on, and <laughs> just thinks, I'll leave that. Uh, Dan, do you like crank? Yeah, I... Uh, do you like cranking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Um, it's It's... It's one of those ones that, that gets a lot of stick nowadays when people re-watch it because people always say, go back, watch Crank. It's one of Statham's best films. And then people come back and go, well, it's quite homophobic and it's quite misogynistic. and it's Yeah, it is. But what you've got to remember is he's not a good guy. No, and like, it's unashamedly yeah. so. Yeah, he's so like, the, it, it, you're not watching it going, well, I'm going to go and uh, inject myself with the Beijing <laughs> cocktail and then uh, beat up people that don't necessarily deserve it. He's not meant to be a nice guy in it. And he's not... You're not meant to be rooting for him, really. You just want to see what you want to see is how long he lasts. Yeah, that's all you want from that film. And um, I really like it. I think Crank's a great I film. I think
0: I think it's brilliant. It's I think it's out very, it's very well favorites. directed because
1: mm. I think they did
2: it more in Crank too. But this is filmed mm. on like small digital cameras and stuff, mm. so that they can get really weird
1: angles and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can it's kind of very tell very by the quality. As well, yeah. kind of- um When he crashes the car up the escalator and then just calmly walks over the car and carries on running, that's my favourite bit.
0: Oh, I've lost my list of films.
2: Uh, Next up is Pink Panther.
0: Oh, I probably wasn't going to bother with that one. In which he does (laughs) an
2: uncredited cameo where he plays a football (laughs) manager who has the Pink Panther as a ring and then it gets stolen. Yeah, so
0: I didn't have the Pink Panther on my list. So moving on from that then, so moving on from The Brilliant Crank, uh, we've got another film with Jet Li, it's War.
2: Yeah, so this was a reunion. Um, Again, I've seen it. uh, There's obviously a lot more fighting between the two of them, but I don't remember much more than that. This might be the one with the pans that you were talking about.
0: No, I haven't seen war.
2: Oh, yeah, so... I, mean, I can't remember why they're at war.
0: I think I think uh, it's the ex- one of the Expendables. It might be at the start of... Um, it's one of the Expendables movie, and Jet Li is uh, hitting people with pans.
2: Oh, yeah, so Stath is an FBI agent who's searching for the rogue you are supposed to
0: know about all these films. I've, he's just IMDb. I in watch it.
2: a lot of films and it's hard to remember. It's from 2007.
0: Yeah, I've literally just
2: written down all his films with the little notes about the ones that I had notes for. Um yeah, so he's chasing him down. I'm pretty sure like the twist is that he wasn't actually a bad guy, and that's what they find out along the way. But hashtag some, spoiler. Yeah, hashtag spoiler. There's some great action scenes in there, some great fighting, but unremarkable, really.
0: Dan, have you seen War? I have not. No. I've not seen it, no. We couldn't find it, could we, in Kex?
1: Um,
0: we did look for it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why I've not seen it. It's, there's, there's like pockets of state where it's it, it just... because you
0: don't like Jet Li? I love Jet Li. Um, okay, next one uh, is one of the ones that I haven't seen. In the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Terry.
2: Am I talking about it
0: now? You can do.
2: So this was my Kex file. So this is one of the three films I hadn't seen. So people who are really into film will know the name U Oobol. Who is a director mainly of video games to films and he is fucking awful. He cannot (laughs) direct. Um, He has not made one good film. House of the (laughs) Dead, The Blood Rain films, but somehow I feel like he made a lot of money on something, and then he basically has self-financed all of his films. Um somehow manages to get great casts. So In the Name of the King, as well as the State, has Ron Perlman, Ray Liotta, Burt Reynolds, John Reese Davis, um, Matthew Lilliard it's got a great cast they are all phoning it in from a great distance um, it's set up immediately so the stage plays a man called farmer uh, who is a farmer <laughs> and it's quite quickly set up that despite the fact he's very good at violence and has an amazing boomerang that he can throw hit things but it still comes back to him which is remarkable it's like cap shield um he hates violence and says and the
0: hammer e- that the other fella has
2: yeah but that is mystical Um, he says um,
0: what's he got I've forgotten already a boomerang yeah yeah but they're meant to come back
2: yeah but not if you hit something if you just throw it it will come back but if it hits something it's going to hit it and stop but he still hits things and it comes back to him
0: Why has he got a boomerang
2: fuck knows Um, he's also got a sword but yeah he says the only thing he cares about is family and he doesn't care for violence cue a massive invasion Lord of the Rins-esque of they're called the Krug but they're basically orcs and surprisingly they kill his son and kidnap his wife uh, so he then goes to battle it turns out he's actually the king's long lost son um, but it is fucking awful um, Ray Liotta plays like the evil he's like Saruman in this but oh, it's just it took me three attempts to watch it it's two hours long oh it's
0: two hours it's if it long. was
2: 90 minutes he could possibly push through but as I say Ubal is just an awful director he's now apparently retired but they actually made two sequels to this film as really? well really? So, yeah um, as I was talking to Dan... Oh, it's
0: got 3.8 on Talking IMDb. to Dan
2: before we recorded, Ubal has so much money that every critic hates his films. He actually challenged a load of critics to a boxing might match and he actually had the boxing match and he beat the shit out of all the critics because he's actually <laughs> yeah, quite a good boxer. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have nothing good to say about this film. Sonia wants to borrow it. I and I'm borrow trying it. to talk her out no, of no, borrowing it. no, no, because... It,
0: I love I love a shit film, and now that you tell me, there's a boomerang in it as well. But I'm it's just even, there's I'm shit. What-
2: there's enjoyable shit, and then there is just
1: Uwe Bale films. Yeah, I yeah.
2: mean, it's fifty pence overpriced at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours of my life that I I mean I could have in the time it took me to watch this, I could have like watched two and a, like one and a half other decent films. I could have watched the Transporter one and a half. Um, one and a half. <laughs> It's just yeah, there's no redeeming features. Well, I'm for this
0: thoroughly film. looking forward to watching that later. You can um, keep it. Dan, have you seen it? Got anything to say about it? Uh,
1: I haven't. I know the works of Weir and mostly on YouTube, him telling everyone to fuck off, which amused um, me no end. Uh, he's one of those people I like to admire from afar because his films are so so bad.
2: You've got to admire his sort of sticking to his guns, but yeah,
1: he's made so many video game films. Yeah, he, you know. I suppose if, if, if everyone told me to stop podcasting, I'd still carry on podcasting. We mm. do, so mate, I, we do. I know, <laughs> and I'm still going to do it, and I'll tell everyone to fuck off on the next one. Oh, um,
0: well. Okay, cool, so moving on to the next one then, is, um, is one that I quite liked, The Bank Job.
2: Yeah, so this was a really good film, so he plays a bank robber, in a surprising twist. Um, so it's a British film, British cast, I think it's Achille Hawes plays his wife. I don't know,
0: you're the one who's supposed to have done all the research. Oh. It's...
1: Um, the one she's that's definitely in in Lucy, isn't
0: it? I thought Saffron Burrows? That's
1: the one, I think, isn't it? Oh, okay, I'm getting there. Me. You go. I've I'm got got getting that. my I've middle-aged white women confused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's sort of there's the bank robbery going on, and then there's also the toll on like their families that's also being shown. I did think it was a true story, but looking it up, I don't think it is. Is it?
0: I think it's one of those ones where they market it as based <clears> on yeah. a true. I think it's loosely based. I think they say loosely yeah, based on true events.
2: It's like period set I think it's set in the 70s they've done a really good it job really good yeah they've yeah. done a really good job of like getting the right cars getting yeah. the right outfits yeah There's... the
0: clothes were decent I remember when I watched it I thought that
2: again it's another one where it's more of an acting stave than an action stave He doesn't really kick ass in this because it's just like a really sort of subtle bank robbery I think they're like drilling in from across the street aren't they they're like going through the sewers and back up
0: do you think this is the first drama role he's done that we that we really like
1: that we like yes yeah
0: Well done, the bank job. Dan, seen it? Liked it?
1: Yeah, it's got my favourite Jason Statham name in it. Terry Leather. That's a good name, isn't it?
2: That could be your name, Terry. Terry is an amazing name. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Leather's better. But Leather
1: is a surname. Yeah. Love it.
2: Hard and smooth at
1: the same time.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Terry's ruined it, just like that. Oh, God. It's a shit film. (laughs) Oh,
1: No, I quite like the bank job. I thought it was entertaining. Oh, it's
0: giving me chest pains. <laughs> I think
1: gets, that
2: could be the heat. It
1: might be. The closest he gets back to um, the kind of lock stock snatch kind of But not films. being like
2: the Cockney gangster so yeah. much. Yeah,
1: definitely. I liked
0: it. Um, okay, then moving on. Um, this is just my uh, cup of tea, these kinds of films. Death Race.
2: So, yeah, so he... I can't remember. Is he unlawfully imprisoned or is he actually in prison for a proper reason? Who cares? So yeah, so he's in prison, and for some reason, I mean, I think it's set near future. Um, they have within the prison a death race where they have races where yeah, there's teams. They have cars. You can put guns on them. You can put swords in them. And the idea is, if you win three races, you win your freedom and you get to leave the prison. So that's why the staff gets involved. Um, Ian McShane's in it as he's in a lot of films these he's days. By Lovejoy. Sadly, not. Aww. No, that, that would have been a lovely twist. But he plays like the older hand who knows how things work and lets him know how to get on with things. Um, but yeah, there's obviously some great chase scenes in the cars. I mean, people have literally got like machine guns, petrol bombs, all sorts. So yeah, it it's another sort of high level stupid, but just... Enjoyable to just sit, switch off, and watch kind of a film. I love shit like this. And it's yeah, got so.
0: Tyrese in it as well, which obviously it has went, got quite a decent support. They, yeah, class, but they obviously went on to do um, mm. Fast and Furious together, didn't they?
2: Spawn two mm. sequels starring Luke Goss rather yeah. than Jason Statham.
0: Yeah, we were also discussing those in kit, which I
2: believe follow on like where he takes on the mantle of Jason Statham because I think Jason Statham wears a mask in the film, doesn't mm. he, to be the racer?
0: Is Luke Goss big? like is he is he playing the state's character no he's playing someone else okay but
1: luke goss is everyone's filling for a sequel isn't he now yeah that's that's his role yeah Yeah.
0: um transporter
2: three so it was definitely the worst of the transporter films i don't
0: think i've seen it uh
2: so this one i can't remember what he's
1: transporting but there is a woman in it and he does sleep with this woman it's the girl and he can't step away from the car that's that's the one where he's got the oh yeah yeah is this one where he
0: goes on a bike yeah and you've got to keep up with the car because yeah Uh, yeah. okay yeah
1: so it's
2: got some say that's a sort of newer idea but yeah it's just not where the woman that he's transporting isn't particularly nice but somehow they have a moment that seems completely forced you get the impression that there was potentially a contractual obligation for the safe to make this film because i don't think he's particularly good in it he he does his usual stick, but I don't feel like you get the commitment from is him. His like heart you're doing in it. No, I think that's the main problem. I remember at the time watching it being annoyed because on the front cover the girl was holding a gun, and at no point in the film does the girl hold a gun. And it's like I'll
0: tell you what I'm most annoyed about it on the cover is the other two transporter films are orange and this one's blue.
2: Yeah, so that that fucks with your with your spines <laughs> on your on your shelf.
0: Um, and also I couldn't find a copy because I I do like to have them all. Um, I so. don't own
2: this one; it's that bad.
0: That makes zero difference to me, but if either of you see a copy of it on DVD, I'm pretty sure it, when I was in there last weekend,
2: me. I saw quite a few, because I'd say it's got the blue writing on the yeah, spine. Yeah,
0: yeah, Get me one, please. Uh, Dan, have you seen it? Do you yeah.
1: like it? Yeah, I, I don't hate it, but then the, the thing about Statham films is they... There's a nostalgia thing with me of sitting with my mates watching, watching the Statham... Like, literally going around saying, new Statham film, come over, we'll watch it. yeah, yeah. Um, and this was one of the ones where I distinctly remember thinking, "A, she is one of the worst actors I have ever seen." Yeah. Oh, who terrible. is she then? I can't remember. I can remember. remember she's a redhead. But there's a bit when. So,
0: oh no! I have seen this.
1: Yeah. So in the first two films, he doesn't. You never see him have a relationship with a woman. Which I've just been reading up. You look at the directors, and they've said it's very deliberate that they wanted statham to become a gay icon from these films Mm. and in this one um she specifically a different director asks uh, are you the gay he goes no i'm not the gay and then they have sex
0: are you the gay yeah um yeah i remember seeing this and this is going to sound like completely shallow but i think terry said something similar just a moment ago Mm. oh you said she was a terrible woman Mm. um i remember looking at it thinking she wasn't attractive enough for the (laughs) state.
1: oh my god um she's irritating as well yeah, she's so not very just bad irritating. Actor, yeah
2: she's got quite yeah, a she, it could have been a good film had they got someone better or a different character in that role I think
1: it's got the bad guy from Prison Break in it though and he's I've right not seen it. that Robert
0: Knepper
2: oh yeah he's Knepper. in everything and yeah. he's, he's a bad guy in everything He's in.
0: so we're not a fan of that one nope yeah. okay yeah I don't remember seeing it I'll probably watch it again oh it has one of my
1: favourite fight scenes though go on then a uh, sharp dressed man, I've called this Statham fights bad oh, guys. Oh yeah, Debbie with said about suit. this one as well. I think. So taking the suits off, he is uh, hooking them in with the suit and knocking them out with suit and shirt. He yeah. keeps his trousers on, which I think we should all be grateful for.
0: Again, very Jackie Chan-esque. Yeah. Um Crank Two.
2: So yeah, crank two is the return of Chev Chelyos, who <laughs> somehow has survived. Falling <laughs>
0: out of a plane.
2: Out of a helicopter. Helicopter, sorry. But also the poison that was in his system. Yep. So, this film opens with him having his heart removed.
0: It opens. <laughs> it opens with the, the closing scene from Frank yeah. 1, doesn't yeah.
2: it? Yeah, but then cuts to him having his heart removed because they obviously realise that he has some sort of amazing super mm. heart to survive. And he ends up with some really shit second-hand electric number Yeah. That the premise of this film is he has to keep charging it up. <laughs> I mean, there's a... F- a picture, and I think it's on the cover where he's got like he's hooked up to a car battery, and he has one he's of the things on his, on his nipple yeah. and one on his tongue, <laughs> and yeah, he basically has to charge himself throughout it's the one
0: film. Of the big scenes. That's is how it? you
1: create a circuit so you know. Yeah. Well done, yeah. Statham. Yeah.
0: And what, he he really does clip that uh, clip to his nipple, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Um, but no, I like I this film. That's quite painful.
1: It takes
2: it all up another notch. It gets more crazy. As we said before, like they really got creative with this. So I remember watching the making of, it and there's literally bits where the staves running, and the directors are like on roller skates behind him, and they make. Where they were using cheap cameras, they were just literally like gluing them to bits of wood so that they could get weird like stop motion and stuff like that and yeah, it just just take, dials it all up to 11.
0: I just I just think, I love the way these films are filmed um, and I love just like the dialogue and the language and the interaction between the characters and it's just so stupid. Um and you were, you know, saying about the, the directors on roller skates yeah. and stuff. And when I was watching the, I was watching it last night and I let the credits run and they had a few like bloopers and there was uh, a scene where the Stath is obviously put in his hands or something in some kind of like electrical circuit, mm. but it he actually does it. And there was one where the, the thing sort of like explodes to give him his uh, surge of energy, but the thing actually exploded and kind of like shot him back. <laughs> Um, and they were all kind of going, "Oh, you're right, you're right," and he's just there shaking his hands, going, "Oh yeah, man, that was hot." But um, it's just, it's just that like real hands-on approach for that kind of filming because it looked kind of stupid, but it works really well, and he's yeah. actually doing it as well. So I mean, it's his... all like live. It's not. I wonder like, what kind of condition his hearts actually is <laughs> after doing that those films.
2: <laughs> I imagine he has access to the finest doctors in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah.
1: I went to see Crank to the cinema, and I, I think I'm getting this right. Uh, I think me and my friend went to see Black Swan, but it was sold out. So we went to see Crank 2 instead. So, we, you know, set ourselves up for a reasonably like highbrow, uh, Oscar worthy film. And we went to see Crank 2, and we came out, and neither of us said a word for the entire journey on the home. It is a crazy film, and I absolutely love it.
0: I had lots of laugh out loud moments. Yeah. yeah.
1: Jerry Hallowell's his mum. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it would have been funny if she was his mum. Um, if we'd seen her as his mum, the age that he was mm. in the film, rather than the, yeah. the flashback. Um, favorite? We got any favorite action scenes or anything from here? Any well, quotes? I've got a favorite quote. Yeah, go on.
1: So it's shortly after he escapes from the surgery where they're trying to harvest his organs, and there's the picture of his, his giant penis on the on the uh, display. He comes out. Uh, he has a fight with a guy, and he's trying to get information, and he basically interrogates a guy by shoving a shotgun up his bum, Oh yeah, <laughs> lubing it up in tar, for starters, which is hilarious anyway. And he gets the information, and as he's walking away, he goes, you can keep that. And it's just this big guy with a shotgun poking out of his bum. I loved it.
0: Um, I like the, um, there were some scenes where he was running through the park, and he sees some kids on skateboards like going down the rails and stuff so he decides to run down the rails and then there's a, there's a scene and it's one of the pictures used it's probably the picture that comes up on IMDb where he lands on the rails hmm. and obviously like catches himself and that whole scene there is and that's where he runs off to the guys walking the dogs as well yeah. and puts the dog collar on and the yeah. first time it goes off and he keeps insulting them
2: and, yeah, and so they keep pressing the button to
0: electrocute yeah. him um, but, yeah, I love the fact that he calls his heart uh, the pump or pumper all the With way strawberry through. Strawberry tart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't my fucking pumper when he opens that box. It's just brilliant. There's one,
1: like, the kaiju fight uh, is in my favourite films as well, which just right. happens for no reason where they just...
2: Yeah, it just becomes uber-stafe. Yeah.
0: It's just ridiculous, where he's wearing, like, a mask of himself, isn't
2: he? I also really like the ending as well, mm. where... I mean, I guess we could talk about it. it's an old film. It's a stupid film where he ends up on fire, <laughs> turns to the camera, and puts his middle finger up at the audience.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's great. I
0: it's did
2: also re- reading up on this. There is talk of Crank Three. He's he's on board as well. He okay. wants to do it. I think
0: but, it would be good. Yeah.
1: It has to be interesting head to see what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his head's
2: fallen off, and he's got to hold it on the whole time. Yeah.
0: Well, that other fella's just ahead, isn't he?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's so, another crazy thing in
0: Crank. Yeah. Two. Any anything else about Crank Two that we need to talk about?
1: No, nope. M- Mike Patton does the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, that was a nice little yeah. tidbit. And Chester, oh, so Chester from um, Lincoln Linkin Park. Park, rest in peace. Um, he was in the first one. Um,
2: Tells him that the, uh, the nose, nasal, spray nasal spray has, has ephedrine in it. In it.
0: Um, and then, if you watch the second one, if you are a fan of uh, Lincoln Park and uh, Chester, one, when you, if you watch the end credits for Crank Two, and it's got some other bloopers. There's one where the State is trying to play out a scene and Chester's in it, but the State can't keep a straight face. And it's just it's quite a sweet scene. And when you look back in hindsight, mm. I mean obviously then Chester was still with us, but looking back, it's quite a nice little like keepsake, just the way the State is with him. And he's like, oh sorry, Chester mate, I can't I can't keep a straight face with you around. And it's I thought it was quite sort of touching given what's happened. But anyway, moving on, moving on. Um the next film that's on the list. Um, I've not, never even heard of if I'm honest Harry 13 and I'm the surprised number, you not haven't heard of it because, it because is it's the state got and it's got
2: rubber face himself Mickey, Mickey Rock, Rock. In it. <laughs> I mean both of them play quite small parts I'm trying to remember the name of the main guy
1: in it Sam Riley
2: that's <laughs> the fella, yeah. yeah. Go play, so um, this is characters. a remake of a foreign language film, which, forgive me, I don't know the language, but it's basically loads of people... That is are that hard... also called 13? Yes. Okay. Loads of people that are hard up on their luck go to this tournament called 13, and it mm-hmm. is basically people play Russian roulette and people bet on them, and if you win, you win a shitload of money. But okay. obviously, only one person can win. It's really tense, so there's a lot of stuff backstage where people are talking about why they're there... I can't quite remember why Sam Riley's there. Stath isn't someone partaking in the tournament. He's—I so, think he might have even brought Sam Riley to the tournament as like his entrant because you can bet on it. And if your entrant wins, then you win as like the prize. Um, so yeah, so it's quite bleak. I, he definitely wears a pork pie hat in this film and a lovely black overcoat. Oh. Um, but yeah, Mickey Rourke plays some another like participant in it. But yeah, it's. It's really, it's another sort of slower, drama, actionless film, but yeah, really, actually really good. Because it was when we were working together and it came in, I think it was, even when it was released back in the day, it was quite cheap, it was only about eight quid, so I took a punt on it with discount. Have Um, you got it? I don't think I've still got it, no. Yeah,
0: I'd I'd not heard of it. And I did, um, so when I was looking for um, films that I hadn't seen, because obviously you'd got um, In the Name of the King, and I hadn't seen that either, but I hadn't seen Chaos or Killer Elite or Thirteen. So I text my mate Rich, you know Rich, uh, and I said, do you have the films Killer Elite or Chaos on DVD? he's just like, no, I don't have those films. I was like, oh, that's a shame. I need to watch those. It's my stay thing. Do you have the film 13? He went, yeah, I've got that. I was like, brilliant, brilliant, because that's quite difficult to get hold of. Can you bring it round? Uh, Can you bring it round when you come round on Friday? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, that's the film about the rag doll, isn't it? And I was like, no, that's nine. (laughs) (laughs) I've got that. Only four out. I've got that. Shall I bring it round? No. Moving on. Right, so then moving on. Dan, have you seen 13? No. Nah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on now. We're now into the we big guys. The so we're into the big stuff. We've got The Expendables.
2: So I can remember vividly hearing about this film oh. that was coming. And the first thing he heard was Stallone, Statham, Jet Li. And it was just like, wow. This mm. film is going to be... There was just talk that it was going to be a throwback to the 80s where it was just stupid action for stupid action's sake. And boy, did they deliver on that promise. So, The Stave plays Lee Christmas. His brilliant, gar- brilliant name. Another tie back to older podcasts. His girlfriend is played by Charisma Carpenter. Lovely. Who was obviously in, was Cordelia in Buffy. Um, but yeah, it is just ridiculous action. You've also got Terry Crews in there. Randy Couture. I'm missing someone. Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Willis and Arnie have obviously minor cameos, but...
0: Oh, but what... So what Terry said, um Stallone Statham Jet Lee, for me it was hearing Stallone Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis, but uh, they only have like one names. tiny scene in a church it don't doesn't we? matter because that scene I didn't think my there's life some lovely would banter in that any scene. better when uh fucking Arnie turns up and he comes swaggering in the church with his big old cigar. What's that guy's problem? Oh, he wants to be president? I was just yeah. like, oh, this is so perfect. Just seeing the three of them together, oh. I was so, so happy. It's the first film I saw twice at the cinema. To,
1: to put it into perspective, the jokes in Expendables and the Expendables series are less on the nose than the ones in Solo. Yeah. And they are very on the nose in those mm. films.
2: But then it's less on the nose. It's more piss-taking each oh, yeah, other yeah, in yeah, this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so this is the one where they end up trying to free like a small country from a dictator... Um, and yeah Stath plays like his specialist is like he's a knife man mm. there's a particularly brilliant bit at the end where he does some little sort of poetry slash rhyme as he's throwing knives at a dartboard mm. and gets a perfect bullseye right at the end as the credits then start to roll but yeah it's just it's over the top it's ridiculous but it's fucking brilliant
0: and Mickey Walk looks lovely innit? it yeah
2: playing a tattooist just to really chime in with you He
0: used to be an expendable didn't they? Yeah, he yeah you haven't told us what the expendables do Terry
2: they fuck shit up. Okay. So they're, they're, guns, they're essentially guns for hire. Yeah. Um, if you need a job, they're like the A-team, if you need a job doing, give them some cash, they'll rock up and get it done.
1: But they're guns for hire with a heart though as well. Yeah. Considering they're, they're yeah. like...
2: I mean, there's lovely scenes with Jet Lee where he's talking about how he needs more money because he's smaller so he has to run more than the yeah. others. Yeah,
0: so when, <laughs> when he gets hit with a bullet, it makes a bigger hole because he's yeah. smaller. And this is exactly the kind of uh, roles I like to see uh, Jet Lee in because I just think he's good doing funny. Mm. Isn't,
1: um, so, isn't there I need money for my family you've never yeah, talked yeah. about your family because yeah. you never asked yeah. so yeah. this is the He's film where our racist joke came up from before oh, so
2: God. on one of the occasions when we were leaving the cinema having watched this someone said how they thought Jackie Chan was brilliant in this film uh, which obviously it was Jet Li not oh. Jackie Chan
0: yeah so some girl said it and as as we were leaving her boyfriend just and she said it it was just went really quiet didn't it yeah. so like loads of people heard and the guy that she was with, let's assume it was her boyfriend, was just like, that wasn't fucking Jackie Chan, you mug. Um, and yeah, I it was can't a proper cringy moment.
2: On the podcast or not, but the second time we saw this, we walked up and the guy who tears your ticket just went, I hope you're not expecting a plot. And we were just like, no, we know what we're yeah. expecting. And we skipped into the cinema. <laughs>
0: Absolutely love the Expendables. Uh, Terry, what are some of your favourite scenes? Have you got any written down?
2: I've not got any written down. I just, from start to finish, just ridiculously brilliant.
0: Favourite? Action slash fight scenes, Dan.
1: Jason Statham in front of a plane. He doesn't need goggles. He's just got a pair of sunglasses on for no reason. Firing a gun outside the plane and then blows up a town.
0: Yeah, and he's
2: just got the cannon that comes out the front. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? Um. So one of well, so they my... also like petrol bombs. Yeah, as they're leaving yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Um. Yeah, they spray it, don't they? Yeah. So they fly around, spray it, and then and then shoot it, so it blows up. Um. So one of my favourite um scenes. Uh, which Debbie sent in as well was when the uh, Stath has been away for like a month, so his girlfriend doesn't know if he's coming back. So she starts dating this other guy, and oh he, yeah, he comes and back he and owns hits him. her. Um, this other guy hits her, and Stath finds out um, and is not having any of it. So he goes to beat the guy up on a basketball court, and there's quite a cool, quite a cool fight scene in the basketball court where he beats everyone up mm-hmm. and then stabs the guy's uh, basketball. At the end, and it's got one of Dan's favourite lines in it.
1: It's the uh, next time I'll deflate all your balls.
0: Yeah, that Beautiful. sounds. It
1: sounds. It depends how he he delivers it, I suppose. But you have to see it. But he's what, got a was, knife to it. Um <laughs> yeah. in a compact exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I'm going to skip over the next one because you just did a voice. No, me and Juliet, but it looks kind of funny. Um, I've seen it. It's okay. Yeah, um, but then going on to another one of my favourite um, Stay films. I remember buying this when it came out, and watching it, I thought it was awesome. Um, killer cop meets cop killer I think is the tagline is blitz Terry
2: so yeah so Stave plays a no nonsense cop who's brought in to take down other people basically I remember him having, does he have dogs in it or is that just a scene where he's got dogs in it
0: no they're not his dogs
2: okay I, I've only seen it once it's been a while but yeah it's got a great like, English cast again, like, that sort it's of... It's got
0: a fucking brilliant cast, yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? I didn't realise
1: that until I watched it again. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, he's got some great lines. He's just a proper no-nonsense bit of a dickhead, but gets gets, gets shit done.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and if you think um, Crank was misogynistic... Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not very PC in this. Um, no, the dogs that Terry's referring to, a witness to a crime has two big dogs called Posh and Becks. Yeah. They're the dogs you're thinking of. Um... I really, really love this film. Um, I especially love that um, the Staith maintains wearing a chunky cardigan throughout, even during quite some vigorous long-running scenes. He must Mm. have worked up quite the sweat. Um, But I do know as well that this film has got some of Dan's favourite Staith lines in it.
1: So you've got, for starters, when he's interviewing someone and they go, do you you want to take any notes? And he just looks and goes... Do I look like a carrier pencil? Which is the most Statham thing ever. It doesn't make any sense unless it's Jason Statham saying it. Awesome. And then you've got um, the bit where he goes in the bar and he goes, I'll have a uh, double scotch. You goes, oh, we're closed. And he goes, that's not the right answer. If someone asks you for a double scotch, you say, would you like ice with that? He goes, let's try again. He goes, double, we, I'll have a double scotch. And he goes, would you like ice with that? He goes, don't be silly. <laughs> and he pours it for him and he goes, uh, that will be five pounds. And he goes, what, well, he said, you're closed. And then walks off.
0: Amazing. I really, really like Blitz. I think it's worth watching. It's got nice action scenes. I remember
1: really enjoying it.
0: It's got a great baddie, uh, played by Aidan... Gillen. Gillen. Yeah. Um, with nasty teeth. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he looks so grotty and awful. Ugh. And his partner is Paddy Considine. Yeah. Um, the, um, the state's partner, not the baddie's partner. I was going to
2: say, you made it sound like a homoerotic partnership.
0: Um. Well... <laughs> <laughs> So Paddy Constantine uh his character is gay in it. Yeah. Um and there was a lot it, it made me like, it's just it's just the State's character in it. So the State has a drink and falls asleep at his apartment and the next morning he just wakes up and goes, Did you interfere with me? <laughs> and I, he goes, No, I I restrained myself.
1: But um, he's everyone knows that he's a walking character in that film. So like even Paddy Constantine's like I, I am not sexually attracted to you yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Like, nobody it's, takes yeah. any
0: offence to anything he says because he's just, he's very sexist, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. It just, just nobody takes anything. It's just an eye roll, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: Mark Rylance in it as well.
0: It's ridiculous, the cast that's in it. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, very enjoyable. That would be one of my uh, top picks for sure. Mm. Um, and then moving on, one that I haven't seen Killer Elite. You've not seen it? No. Uh, so I just told you, Killer Elite, Chaos and Thirteen.
2: Apologies, do you reckon we can crack that door open? I am sweating buckets here.
0: Well, if you hadn't eaten forty chicken McNuggets.
2: We've we've long discussed <laughs> that <laughs> they have left the I system now. Say that
1: they have passed, that's fine.
0: <laughs> Tell us about Killer Elite up. So I open Killer
2: Elite uh the State plays a gun for hire who was mentored by Robert De Niro, possibly one of Robert De Niro's most recent good films because he's made a lot of shit recently. Um, so yeah, they're guns for hire. Obviously, he's very good because he's the staith. Um, Robert De Niro's character is kidnapped slash disappears and it's the stafe going after him to save him based on a true story. Um, again, is it? according to YMDB where I just double-checked,
0: um, According to IMDB where you just did your research
2: No, this is one that I actually remember quite a bit of Because I remember like really enjoying it It's got Clive Owen in it as well Who's like another operative And you're not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy um, But yeah, it's sort of set in the Middle East Where the stave's got to try and save De Niro And there's also an element, if I recall correctly Of like, is he actually kidnapped Or is De Niro doing something To try and get the stave out there Because he has to like, do jobs for other people To get favours it's a really good film, quite dark again, not so much like kick-ass action, it's more like sniper in and stuff like that, but really, really good film.
0: Uh, my good friend, uh, Deborah Wendy, who's been in touch, is a Stath super fan and um, she's got Killer Elite on her list of favourite Stath films. Yeah, that's um, so very I'm de- good. I haven't seen it, I'm definitely going to check it out. definitely more of an
2: acting film for him again.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out because, um, like I say, it was one that I tried to pick up in Kex and couldn't find it. Uh, have you seen it, Dan? No, I haven't,
1: weirdly enough. For help looking for for it orange spine
0: Mm. I can yeah I can see that well I'll look uh, it should be a transporter anyway Mm. moving on Um, another one of Deborah Wendy's favourites The Mechanic
2: so yeah I really enjoyed The Mechanic so I'm a big fan I think it's one of my mum's
0: favourites as well Mm.
2: so it's actually a remake of a 70s Charles Bronson film which I really like the original as well the original has more I don't know it's a bit more low key so it's He plays Arthur, who is a mechanic, which is the code word for a contract killer.
0: Oh, so he won't fix your car?
2: No. He might might knock that out as well. Um, So anyway, he's he's doing this. He's got... Donald Sutherland is, again, like his mentor slash the person that helps him get his work. He's very good. He's good at doing... Killing people and making it look like an accident is like his forte. So people don't know that people have been assassinated. They just think that they're dead. I mean, there's one where I think he... Somehow manages to strangle a guy in his pool without being seen and gets out without being seen, so it just looks like the guy's drowned in his pool.
0: Can I just say something? Yep. I love how much um, like water action there is in Stath movies because yeah. I know he used to be a diver. Yeah, but I just you Google love... that.
2: He's got a lovely head of hair as a diver. I um mm.
0: I love how many like water scenes there are in uh, Stath movies. But anyway, moving on.
2: Um. So yeah. So the film then takes on the mantle of. Donald Sutherland's character has a son who he wants Jason Statham to take under his wing and train and basically he's a loose cannon. He's try he's not being quite as meticulous as the Stave but because it's the Stave's mate's the Stave's like mentor's son. He like really tries and stuff happens. Again, I don't want to get into too much spoiler territory, but yeah.
0: Se- yeah, I've only seen it once. I can't there's really lots say of too cool. too much about it.
2: They they definitely change a lot. So in the original, it ends up with the s- the new partner being hired to kill Arthur. And it's sort of a twist on that, but this film doesn't have that element, which is good because as we'll find out, there is a second mechanic film.
0: Seen it done? Yeah, yeah,
1: I like the mechanic. It's it's this is like key Jason Statham territory mm. now we're mm. in, which is like
2: Yeah, this is a thought film. If you see that script you're thinking Statham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah.
0: Um Okay, moving on, um possibly I think the weakest in the trilogy, Expendables Two.
2: Um, so, for me, two and three actually merge into one. I can't really pick them apart. Is two the one with Van Damme?
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. three's the one with Wesley Snipes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So.
0: And Harrison Ford. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. So, this one we get a bit more... Is this the one with um, Chuck?
1: Yeah, with yeah. Chuck Norris. Yeah.
2: So, there's some lovely banter in this film. So, yeah, Chuck, they up the ante by introducing more people. So, Arnie's in it a bit more, Bruce is in it a bit more... We've got um, Liam Hemsworth in it as...
0: Which I'd forgotten about. And obviously, as soon as it started, I was just like, oh, my God, I'd forgotten. Because then I
2: remembered. He plays a character called The Kid, who's oh. the one who's got a girlfriend. He's got a life outside no, he's of Billy. this.
0: Yeah, but they call him The
2: Kid. Billy The Kid.
0: Yeah, I know, I get that. But he's not... Yeah,
2: yeah but it plays into it because he's, <laughs> he's the young one. He's the one with a life. And he's the one who gets
0: ridiculously
2: murdered by Van Dam.
0: Hashtag spoiler alert.
2: So, I mean, that's fairly... So, in this... He gets a knife kicked into his chest, yes. right? That's so, the, they're yeah. off, they've are they got to get something out of a plane. They get it. Then Van Damme turns up, threatens Billy's life unless they hand it over. They hand it over and he kills him anyway. So, someone holds a knife in front of Billy's chest. Van Damme does one of his trademark roundhouse kicks and kicks it into his chest. And then they're obviously looking after Billy while they escape. Plot-wise, it makes no sense. You either leave them all alive... Or you kill them all. Mm. Killing one of them literally paints a target on the back of your head because you've got these. the rest of this elite group now want to kill you because you've just killed one of their friends. It makes no sense whatsoever.
0: But it doesn't matter.
2: Oh, it makes no difference because all we want to see is the lovely, the lovely banter. So I believe this is the one where, where we get like on the nose. There's a bit where um, Bruce Willis, where they oh sort God, of exchange yeah. catchphrases. So,
0: yeah, I was, t- I was talking to Dan about this yesterday. It's a scene at the end. Uh, in the near, airport. Near the end. Where there must the be airport. so
2: much like loss of life as like collateral damage because they literally have a massive gunfight in an airport.
0: Yeah, so you've got um, Arnie and Bruce. Um, and Arnie's about to go off and do something. And he turns around to Bruce and says, I'll be back. Bruce says something along the lines of, no, I'll get this, goes off. So Arnie says, uh, yippee-ki-yay. Yep. And then some other guy turns up and Arnie turns around and goes, who next, Rambo? Yeah. Um, And it's just... <laughs> It becomes Arnie, a
2: bit more meta, but...
0: Arnie looks really old. Like, he looks like he's doddering around like a granddad. Because yeah. isn't he literally he's, in a
2: smart car he's at He's wearing, point. like,
0: slacks. <laughs> Everything's beige. Yeah, <laughs> he gets in a smart car and he goes, my shoe is bigger than this car. And I remember that was used on one of the trailers and it always amused me. But um, yeah. I, d- I just found number two, like, a little bit... I really felt like I was watching a couple of old men at points.
2: Yeah. Um, I quite like the fight at the end between Van Damme and Stallone... So obviously, Stallone is the one who has to get the ultimate vengeance. <clears throat> um, nothing really stands out for me for the Staith in this film.
0: Oh, I've got a line, I think. Someone sent in, I think Debbie sent in a line for Expendables 2. Um, in the old church, dressed as a monk, by the power invested in me, I now pronounce you man and knife. Remember that bit?
1: That's a good yeah. bit. Where he's he's almost like a superhero when he's throwing the knives out of the sleeves of his hair. Yeah. Uh, it's got one of my favourite action scenes as well. I nearly forgot which is the one with the helicopter which is I've called it good with a blade um, and Statham's got knuckle dusters and the other guy's got knives oh for god change. yeah um, and they're fighting each other and then he's about to, the, the helicopter's about to take off so the blades are going and Statham spins him around puts his head through a blade and says something like, you can't beat a classic.
0: Yeah, talk, but he's talking about the knuckle, dust, yeah, yeah, yeah. knuckle dusters, isn't he? Yeah, that is an awesome fight scene. Yeah, um, Really, really good. And I like the opening scene to Expendables 2 as well, but it is my least favourite of the three. Yeah, agree. Um... Um, and then after that, we've got Safe. Um, I quite enjoyed this film. Oh, yeah,
2: I really enjoyed this film. So it's got notes of Transporter 2 because it's mm. a young girl. Yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I have I can't remember it exactly, but I know there's a lot of stuff set on top of it. Does he basically save her on the subway? Because like, she's running from some yeah, gangsters. Yeah, he can
0: see that she's running because she can remember a number, yeah, she so can she, remember yeah. a combination, She's basically she? got
2: like the key to documents, and without her, they can't translate the documents. So they're mm. trying to get her um and yeah there's just there's some epic fight scenes on the train mm. um and yeah he's just playing like a guy right place right, right time depending on how you look
1: at it yeah. to save the girl and yeah it's the first of his homeless ones isn't it so yeah he's like a down and out yeah, isn't he yeah an ex cop like but he was the guy that that took all the criminals down and that's and and he's up against bent cops isn't he throughout the whole thing I
0: just I just remember really ex enjoying fighter, it Ex-change
1: fighter according to IMDb oh, really?
0: Yeah, I just remember like really enjoying it. Um, he I'm refused to take again. a fall. Sorry,
1: Sonia. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Is, yeah, okay. sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, he did re- trouble with the same gangsters.
0: Really liking it and um, thinking that there was quite a lot of action in it.
1: Let's go on my favourite quotes. Go on. I'll let me find it first. Sorry. Oh
0: good.
2: Um, Off the top of your head, Dan.
1: I, well, I, I do remember it. It's uh, his character's Luke Wright. He goes, "There's a school for gifted children up in Seattle. It's a nice drive if you feel like trees and shit." <laughs>
0: I love that Dan put on his stave I that. had to, you have
1: to, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Can
0: you say it in your voice and you're happy, but do it in your podcast voice.
1: There's a school for gifted children <laughs> up in Seattle. It's a nice drive if you like trees shit.
0: Okay, moving on. Um, it's listed on IMDb as Redemption. I've got it as Hummingbird. Yeah, I own so, it as Hummingbird.
2: Yeah, I think it was called Hummingbird originally and then became Redemption. Um, so he, again, as Dan said, Another film where he plays a homeless man. Um, he's on the run. He's obviously ex-Special Forces because that's what the state does. Um, I think he ends up living in someone's house or something, doesn't he? Yeah. he like takes over. Yeah, he finds a house. Yeah, a really nice lo- apartment. Yeah, and then he just like uses everything in the house. Where he starts mm. using the IDs and everything and sort of has a bit of a life. Again, more of a acting film than mm. an action film. Um, I remember enjoying it. Like, yeah, me too. wasn't blown away, but... I think more because you're watching it and you're thinking, when's he going to hit someone? When's he going to hit someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know that's what's coming, you can sit and enjoy it. But if you're watching the stage of the film and he hasn't punched someone in the first 15 minutes, you're feeling shortchanged. But enjoyable film.
0: Any, yeah. Anything to say, Dan?
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, it's one of, it was a really it was one of those ones that got to the end and went, that was just a good film, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them
0: are like that. Yeah. I certainly think like the later ones, uh, where it's not all out and out action. Something like Blitz... Um, I just remember and mm. safe as well when they came out and I bought them and I just remember thinking these are just cracking films. Mm. Um, okay, I'm going to very quickly gloss over the next one, uh, Fast and Furious Six, because he rocks up at the end. And we uh, know. But
2: just to talk about the excitement I felt in the cinema. Oh my god, I nearly vomited. When, when I was he so got excited. out of that car and it's like fucking hell. There was audible fast, and they, gasps, wasn't there? Because I remember because that was back in the days when Jonathan Ross was on the BBC with mm. the show and Vin Diesel was on it the week before it came out and Vin Diesel was just like because they filmed it quite after time the Stathes bit and he said we've just filmed it I know people are going to lose their shit and I want to tell you but I can't because like you have to see it and that was just what made me just go oh my god oh my god and then yeah when it's the Stathes yeah as Deckard
0: we were like <gasps> It's so, Although so Although slightly exciting. emotional
2: how he's rocking up because he's, he's been a bit of a twat, but yeah, um, setting not, up the
1: future. No one's a bad guy for too long in the Fast and Furious No, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, next one, Homefront.
2: So Homefront, so <laughs> yeah, so the main problem I have with this film, before I even get into it, is the fact that the villain is James Franco, oh, which God. listeners to this podcast know my disdain. And who is casting a film and goes, right, we've got the staith Who's going to be a match for him? Let's get James Franco. I mean, I'd probably be more of a match for the Statham than James Franco. Um,
0: Well, you would if it was a chicken nugget eating contest.
2: Well, yeah, because he's vegan, isn't he? So, yeah. I would smash the shit out of that.
1: (laughs) To put it it into perspective, Jason Statham could probably beat up Uwe Bowl. James Franco probably couldn't. Yeah, Yeah, so,
2: essentially, he's a former cop, as, again, he's always former. He's moved to a quiet town where he just wants to get on with life, He's got a young daughter. James Franco is a meth dealer, um, and yet yeah, they're. Past. Is he
0: dealing meth to his daughter?
2: I think that's potentially part of it, or something. I don't think his daughter ever takes meth, but his daughter is involved in the why they. And it ends with like a massive siege on James Franco's mm. house. Um, again, it's just a bit forgettable. There's some, nothing stands out to me about it.
1: I quite liked it.
0: Yeah, I quite liked it too. But,
1: um, yeah, so the, the story is that there's these two meth heads that work for James, Frank, the, uh, James Franco is their brother and Statham's daughter because he's t- trained her in martial arts. Oh, he kicks the shower one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, so. of the son. But I like it because it's got Clancy Brown in as well. And I'll oh, yeah, much Clancy really, Brown, yeah. yeah. What I'll, a voice. Exactly. I'll pretty much watch anything with Clancy Brown mm. in.
0: So. Do you know who wrote it? Stallone.
1: Oh, yeah, I
2: did know that. He knocks a lot of films out, doesn't mm. he, Stallone?
0: Um, the next one, I don't think I've seen Terry Parker.
2: I think you have. Okay. Jennifer Lopez.
0: Yes. Was Where, it called something else? No, I don't think okay.
2: so. So the Stath plays... Does he play a Texan or does he just put on an accent? Oh, he God. He an accent. For, I will watch like, it again. He has like a
1: big cowboy hat. For like half a film, he puts on an accent yeah. again, yeah.
2: So uh, Jennifer Lopez plays like a realtor and... Dave is, like, trying to stake out a house, so he's getting her to show him houses around the house that he's trying to stake out. Okay. Um, and he's, like, positioning himself as, like, a rich Texan millionaire, but he's not... I, I can't remember what it is. I imagine he's an ex-cop. Let's have a look.
0: I'm blatantly going to watch this again. Do they, uh, are they, do they have a little love scene in it?
2: There is, like... Do they share share a tender moment?
0: There's
1: definitely tension.
2: Yeah, so a thief with a unique code of professional ethics is double-crossed by his crew and left for dead, assuming a new disguise and forming an unlikely alliance with a woman (coughs) on the inside. He looks to hijack the score of the crew's latest heist.
0: Oh, so the woman on the inside, is that J-Lo?
2: Yeah, so I think, yeah, somehow she knows who else is in it. So Michael Chiklis is in it. I imagine he's the guy who double-crossed him. He doesn't tend to play good guys. But yeah, again, decent-ish film, more acting than action again. So he does put an accent, which if I recall, he does keep it up. It's not a particularly good accent. Um, But yeah, decent enough.
0: Um, Dan, got anything to say about it? I
1: wasn't a huge fan, but the thing I always find amusing is... By now, you must know if you want him to do an accent, you're you, you casting the wrong person. You said yeah. it in London. Just, yeah, let, exactly, him, just yeah. let
0: him do his own accent. Exactly, He's good yeah. enough. Crank has proved that he can deliver a good film set in America, but using his own accent. Because the yeah. thing is,
2: people go into these films and know what the Statham's about. Yes. They're, they're not expecting like Daniel Day Lewis type chameleon esque turn into like, like halfway through the film, you go, Hang on, that's Statham.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just in like a period piece. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I want to see that now. That's the film we want Where to see. We just turns,
2: shut up, Victoria, you cunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Terry. Um, right, so moving on then. Uh, Expendables 3, Terry.
2: So for me, this would be the low light for me. I feel like this one just got too... They've got too many people. So that now you've added Snipes, you've added Banderas. Mel Gibson, is, it, is he the villain? Mm-hmm. So he used to be an Expendable and like double cross people, and now is like a bad guy for hire. Is this the one with the uranium as well, or is that number two? I don't
0: remember. I think this oh, is uranium. Oh, the uranium, uranium is uh, number two. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Again, is getting get you, confused. Get your expendables right. Um,
2: so again, it, it's it got everything you want from an expendables film, the stupid action, the over-the-top, but for this one, for me, I just felt there was a bit more... I don't know, that like they didn't care so much. Oh,
0: I lo- I loved the new characters, and I loved... I was saying to Dan yesterday, like... When, like, Wesley Snipes rocks up as well, you kind of, like, sometimes forget how many, like, great action mm. um, actors there are. And you're just like, oh, yeah, awesome. And I loved it when he's on the plane shaving with that fucking great big knife. Yeah. Um, Good
2: moments. Um, I think I've only seen this one once.
0: And also Harrison Ford rocking up as well when they were just like, oh, Mr. Church can't be here. Yeah, because uh, Bruce that Willis whole, wanted too want, much he money. He wanted $1 million a day yeah. for four days filming. State, um,
1: um, Sylvester Stallone described him as greedy and lazy. Yeah. Um,
0: and the fact that they got Han Solo instead, I just like, in your face, Bruce Willis. Um, so, so good. Any, any lines or action scenes that we want to highlight from this film?
1: Um, Wesley Snipes on the front of a train firing a massive gun springs to mind, but that's all I've really got. Let
0: me just see if Debbie's sent any. No, not for Expendables 3. Terry, have you got any action or anything? No, nothing sticks out 3? for
2: Expendables 3. As I say, two and three merge for me.
0: <clears throat> the next film on the list, Terry hasn't seen, so I'm going to pass this one over to Dan. It's Spy. I love Spy. <laughs> we love Spy. Spy
1: um, might be my favourite Jason Statham It's definitely film
0: in my top five.
1: Because, well, Blitz is my favourite. Um, and you guys asked me to come up with a load of quotes, and one, I've just written Spy, because everything he says in this film is just gold it he's really ba- is
2: because i've not seen it but he's basically like pastiching himself he's in this a film, character he? of himself yeah
1: it's, it's amazing so i'm going to read a few quotes from spy if that's all right of course it is agent rick ford as long as they're not it. spoilery because as, as oh said, yeah it, mr it.
0: spoiler alert <laughs> over there
1: um nothing kills me i'm immune to 179 different types of poison i know because i ingested them all at once when i was deep undercover in an underground poison ingesting crime ring um <laughs> You, you really think you're ready for the field? I once used defibrillators on myself. I put shards of glass in my fucking eye. I've jumped from a high-rise building, used only a raincoat as a parachute, and broke both legs upon landing. I still had to pretend I was in fucking Cirque du Soleil show. I've sold enough microchips and shit them back out again to make a computer. This arm has been ripped off and completely reattached by this fucking arm. <laughs> During the threat of an assassination attempt, I appeared convincingly in front of Congress as Barack Obama... I watched, I watched the woman I love get tossed off from a plane and hit by another plane in midair I drove a car off a freeway on top of a train while it was on fire not the car I was on fire
2: <laughs> that's in the trailer I've heard that one before
1: but then there's just little things like he just appears from nowhere and he's wearing a suit he goes, where'd you get the suit from he goes I fucking made it didn't I <laughs>
2: I do want to see it's it. It's so so I good. I thought Terry. it was on Netflix but it wasn't. No, I was going to watch it in the week. Pick it up um
0: it's it's always cheap on DVD. Honestly, pick it up. It's well worth no, having. It's want... your initial collection. Um I've I've lent it out to someone. And I don't know where it is at the moment, but really really good film. I really enjoyed it. He does funny so well.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just playing him turned up to 11. It is, it's it's
0: mm. it's really yeah. good. Um Good, yeah, we can um, thoroughly recommend uh, that you watch the film Spy. Moving on, we have kind of talked about these in some detail before when we did The Rock, but Terry, Fast and Furious 7. So
2: Fast and Furious 7, so Stafe plays the villain of this, so he's trying to avenge his brother Ian Shaw from Fast 6, who ends up in hospital in a coma. Possibly the greatest entrance to a character in the Fast 7, in the Fast films. So we start with him talking to his brother in hospital, saying, like, don't worry, I'll get revenge. And as he leaves the hospital, you see that upon entering the hospital, he has fucking destroyed it. <laughs> There's things, explosions all over the place, all sorts is going on. Um, and yet he's basically... It's a weird one. So obviously Fast 7 is the, fa- is the fast film where Paul Walker died during production, so it took on a slightly different life from that. The one thing with his character in this film, he just turns up all over the place for no real reason, has opportunities to do what he needs to do, but doesn't. Like there's a bit where they're chasing that bus and he just appears in like a dune buggy out of nowhere and disappears in a dune buggy out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, he has some good fight scenes. So he has a fight with um, Vin. Does he have a fight with The Rock
0: in this film as well?
2: I imagine he probably does.
0: Yeah. Oh, so he does fight with Vin?
1: Does he? I don't know if he definitely Oh,
2: maybe, quite... okay. oh yeah, because he has the one with the rock in the rock's office, he, doesn't he? he puts yeah. the
1: rock in, in hospital yeah. by throwing a grenade in, basically. And
2: then, right at Because originally, because that's the thing, so he was in hospital because he couldn't be in the film because of scheduling. Hmm. But then, because of the delay, because of Paul Walker, he could be in it. So that's when they ended the bit where he just goes, I ain't got time for this, and just rips <laughs> off the cast. <laughs> and then he's literally, he stood in the middle of the street holding a minigun, <laughs> shooting at a helicopter or something. And they just went absolutely fucking batshit with it. But, um, no, I mean, it's one of my favourite Fast Films. Decent it does villain what within it says it. on the tin, yeah, really, exactly,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think um, it's any secret that Terry and I love the Fast and Furious films. Um, Dan, got anything to say about Fast and Furious 7?
1: Um, I mean, when I rank the Fast and Furious films, it's not up there as one of my favourites. But at the same time, it's got Jason Statham in, so I kind of love it because of that.
2: And at Steve least he's playing well. London as well. Hmm?
1: Yeah,
0: um, I don't know this next one, Terry. Wildcard.
1: I've seen it, but I can't
2: remember a thing about it, which can't be that
1: good. That's Terry, uh, Dan, sorry? It's got What's a Face from Modern Family, and that's all I know.
0: Oh, well, that's uh, cleared that one up. Uh,
2: Milo Ventigamelia, isn't it? Is oh, he's there. the bad
1: guy, sorry. Stanley
2: that. Tucci. Sophie Vagina I thought he was going to say Vagina. When a Las Vegas bodyguard with lethal skills and a gambling problem gets in trouble with the mob, he has one last play, and it's all I I've definitely seen it, I just can't remember. I think we've seen it
0: recently. It only I came like out in 2015. Have. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Who's got a, I've watched a film recently with a guy who keeps gambling. His girlfriend's there. Anyway, never mind.
2: Uh, I can't remember anything about it.
0: Oh, well, I'm I've thinking of that film with um, Will Smith and what's-her-face. Um, oh, Focus. Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, no, of that Yeah, that's one. a great
2: film, but um, doesn't star Statham.
0: No, but, it, you know, he's, he's gambling. Anyway. Uh, should we move on from one card? Yeah. Mechanic Resurrection. So, yeah, the mechanic. You didn't like this, did you? I didn't.
2: It's got some great bits in it, but I didn't think it's a it felt like a, oh, that film did quite well, let's make a sequel. It wasn't a, we've got an idea for a film, let's mm. make a sequel. Um, I mean, there's a particularly cool bit where there's a guy swimming in his swimming pool that is somehow on like the 50th story of a building, but the swimming pool is over the edge. Yeah, so it actually hangs out yeah, from the building. He has, he has it There's quite a cool kill in that. I mean, there's some quite cool kills throughout, but yeah, I just didn't... just very meh.
0: I, I quite enjoyed it, and I liked the elaborate nature of that um, scene. I know he has to kill people and make it look like an accident, so the fact that he uses suckers to hold himself up underneath this swimming pool, 50 stories up, to drill a tiny hole in a swimming pool, so that eventually this guy gets sucked effectively down a plug hole. Sucked off. And then... <laughs> lower the tone <laughs> sucks down the plug hole and then falls 50 floors to his death so that it doesn't look you no. know so it's supposed to look like an it's accident like good but what an it. accident what an accident I thought that was a cracking scene um, yeah I didn't mind it yeah no okay um, anything to say about it Dan?
1: no I liked it I, th- I think it was one of those ones where they came up with the set pieces before they came up with the plot yeah exactly we um, but were just th- trying to up the ante yeah but the, the, it, it's, it's a fun thing to look at it's mm. one of those things and that scene in particular is 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 very very fun to look at, and that's on all the posters. Yeah, yeah, it's on the cover,
0: I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so thankfully we've reached the end of the list. The only reason I say thankfully is because we're sat in a conservatory and it's starting to hot up, um, and two two of our party are sweating considerably. We are
2: larger men. Um, <laughs>
0: what a larger man than me. Well, yeah. Um, okay, fast eight.
2: So, first State, one of my least favourite things in the film, he's a villain, he becomes a good guy.
0: Start with a positive. <clears throat> well, I thought I'd start Shit with the negative sandwich. and move
2: Come on. on. <laughs> so, Deckard becomes part of the crew, initially, sort of reluctantly...
0: Oh, God. Dan's just stood up and rearranged his pants. Nobody <laughs> needed to see that. <laughs> well, you won't Luckily, see it. Me it's a Terry. podcast. Yeah, but me and Terry <laughs> I can't here. unsee that. We've got eyes. Oh, God.
2: Um, where I feel was a I? migraine <laughs> coming on. Where was I? Um, Sorry. So, yeah, so he ends Spoiled up part it. of the crew. Rid- oh God, starts- he's got
0: his legs open oh, now. For God's sake! <laughs>
2: Fine. The- there we go. Okay. Oh,
0: oh, oh the smell! <laughs>
2: oh, shut
1: up! It's not smell, is
2: it?
0: Think of the gusset. Oh, oh, think of the children! Right, come on.
2: So, yeah, so he joins the crew originally. Imagine <laughs> what
0: Dan's gusset's like right now. It's Moist. okay, thanks. Moist. <laughs> I bet it's wretched. Right. Right. <laughs> so, stay. for the fiftieth
2: time, he ends up joining the crew. Uh, a lot of people obviously aren't happy about this because throughout the films, he's obviously killed Han at the end of Far Six. Um, the Rock doesn't like him. There is an or one of my favourite action scenes. There's a fight between Hobbs and Deckard in prison while they're trying to break them out, um, and they just have a massive dust up, and that's quite cool. Um, I mean, it's it's an okay film. Um, we did have an email in from Steve, and he said one of his favourite stay fights is the end of Fast State where he's on the plane and he's got the baby, mm. and he's fighting and protecting the baby at the same time. And he said it sort of showed that Stay's character has a bit of a heart, mm. and it's actually just quite a cool action scene. Um, I mean, I just didn't like how he ended up being part of the crew, and it's just like now he killed people. He's because they then throw in the like, oh yeah, he's ex special forces. It's like, he still killed your best mate. <laughs> um, yeah. Stave's good in it it's an alright film I just didn't like the way they got him into it
0: yeah I think I, I seem to remember some of those scenes being quite funny
2: yeah he, so he's good at, him and The Rock have a lovely banter which is why mm. they're obviously now working on a Hobshaw spin-off
0: especially in the in the prison together
2: yeah so that's one of my favourites that fight
0: yeah uh, Dan you haven't I've seen, seen this one have you have seen it
1: I, um, I meant to watch it this week and I just didn't get a chance so. sorry
0: Right. Terry. so then
2: the, the last thing he's got listed on IMDB is a TV series that isn't out yet but he's making it's based on layer cake called Viva La Madness which should be quite good and then the film that we're all looking forward to which also as Sonia has mentioned earlier, has water in it The Meg mm. where Jason Statham plays a scientist going up against a megalodon shark which is
0: going to be amazing
2: it looks fucking ridiculous but in all the right ways yeah. that would definitely be a podcast outing
0: oh yeah definitely cannot
2: wait do
0: you want to come with us Dan
1: I'm totally in for that yeah. I love Giant sharks, I love Statham, and I'd like to see him punch one right in the face, which I'm 90% certain will happen in this I moment.
2: imagine he's also going to mug one off as well. Like, I don't know what mug he'll say. Mug one off? But he's,
1: he's going <laughs> to have a lovely
2: line at the shark as he like pulls the trigger and blows it up or something. I love yeah.
0: that. He's going to mug off a shark.
2: Not just a shark, a 70-foot <coughs> megalodon shark.
0: Sorry. Oh, that's amazing, Terry. It's the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Dan, have you got anything else that you'd like to say about the stave, bearing in mind how hot it is in this room? No,
1: not really. He's funny on those Jimmy Fallon things, and I don't really like Jimmy Fallon that much, so that means a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Good. You it. can
0: YouTube those people.
1: I oh, like Kit Kat adverts as well. He's funny in them.
0: Yeah, the quality of those isn't too good. Yeah. But Terry, got anything else you'd like to say about the stave before we finish off with your little uh, top uh, five? Not
2: really. I think I mean everything we've had to say we've we've said. I mean, yeah, I've got some be- better films, some worse films that he's made. Um, but yeah, just love the stafe. When a film, co- he's one of those actors where, when you know the stafe's in a film, You're it, go watch it, it gets me excited about a film and it makes me want to see it. Just, just, if he was in some sort of Disney film, I'd still want to see it, or some like weird film, I'd still want to go see it because he's in it.
0: Well, The Rock was in Moana. Yeah. And that was... That's what you, I mean. You're saying it as if, like... Well, if it was an a Disney, Disney film, was a, a poor it, choice of word. Yeah, words, as if it was going to be some shit. Some sort of
2: weird film that sounds awful. Because even, like, the Megalodon... What
0: about if he made another film with that fella? Give me a I'd yeah. probably
2: still want to watch it, but I would just go in with very tempered um, expectation.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So what... what um, Terry's obviously run... Give us a rundown of all the films there. Sterling bit of research. Um, Terry, give us your top five... Stay films,
2: so this isn't a top five in one, two, three, five. These are just my five favorite stay films. So for me, Snatch is right up there, it's one of the most watchable, as we talked about, like great quotes, Expendables, just ridiculous, Italian Job, and okay. Crank Two. That's only four that no, oh, and Transporter Two. Sorry, they would be my five that I Do you would go to. prefer Crank
0: Two to Crank One? Yes, okay.
2: I just think, as we talked about, like they went a bit further with like the stupid ideas and with yeah. the camera angles and stuff. I just feel like the first one was an experiment, and the second one was we can do it. Let's let's go for it.
0: What about bottom five? Is your kex file bottom one?
2: Yes. So that would I gave that one star on Letterboxd. That would be my least favourite Stephen film by a million miles. Other ones that I didn't enjoy so much: so Revolver, Transporter Three, Homefront, and Parker. Okay. Um, but. Again, I wouldn't say that they're way off in the bottom. They're just the ones that they're ones that I would least want to watch again. So it's yeah. not necessarily that they're bad, but they're not one of the big things with a stay film is the rewatch value because it yeah. isn't like there's not like big twists in it that ruin watching the film. It's just watching some great action.
0: Yeah. Dan, have you got anything else you want to say about the stay
1: um, my favourite film is Blitz. <coughs> yeah, um, I'd say Blitz. that the other day reinforced that. Blitz
0: Possibly rewatching that
2: might change my mind because I've only seen that the yeah. once.
0: Um, I really like Spy as well. Yeah, Spy's
1: definitely in there.
0: Um, and I love the ex- the first Expendables movie.
1: I agree about Parker, by the way. There's just something about it. that's yeah. just annoying. once you've seen it, you've yeah. seen
2: it.
0: Mm.
1: It's cool. like almost too generic. Statham. That makes any sense? He hasn't got anything that makes it. Yeah, not
2: so I can't remember anything about it other than his accent and the hat.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, speaking of hats.
1: Oh yeah, it's time to draw. Should we, next...
0: uh, we ask our, our guest to pull the Young thing Dan out of the hat? you just
1: want to stress that was a segue and a half. <laughs> I
0: like that. Right now, there's a couple in here which we haven't removed, so you might pull one out that we've already done. But let's have a look. Okay. That's us shaking the subjects in the hat there. We're Dan, st- we reaching... still not
2: got the fedora. <laughs> I can't see. Is it, what is, it is it white or
0: yellow? Is uh, it white or yellow? It's remakes, yellow. <gasps> God's sake, Dan. You spe- so that Yellow, it's one of mine. Remakes. I yeah. think that's quite self-explanatory. We're going to talk about remakes. Yeah.
2: So are we Can talking I? about in this... Uh, are we also including Why have you reboots it? in that?
0: I'd like to <laughs> pop that in my scrapbook. I don't. It just I'm just going to pop that back in there. Well, don't put it back <laughs> in. It's going to get pulled it out in? next week. Because we're sorting the hat out afterwards, aren't we?
2: <clears throat> so are we including reboots as well as remakes? Or has it got to be a flat track remake?
0: No, because I actually think Reboots is in the hat. Remakes.
2: Remakes only, okay. Remakes
0: only. That's what we'll be talking about next week. Um, Dan.
1: Yeah. Hello.
0: It's been wonderful having you here. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. I I think you've added at
2: least five degrees to the heat of the conservative. It might be.
0: (laughs) I can't tell you how wonderful it's been having having you here in the boiling hot conservatory with us and just seeing your hair get even bigger if that's possible <laughs> it's like
2: monica from friends where yeah, they go to jamaica
0: that's what i'm getting i'm getting a strong monica vibe um if only monica wore giant pants which needed rearranging <laughs> in the heat <laughs> and a, a
2: gentle dispersal of smell
1: Is this, did it smell that bad was there a smell
2: I think the only reason we couldn't sweat is because we're both sweating buckets as well. Excuse just a gen- me. There's just a general odour of BO in the, in the cassette.
0: <laughs> I, like, I smell
2: okay. I would <laughs>
0: like to point out there is not an odour of BO. I am not sweating buckets. Ladies, glow. I'm not like you, Terry. Well, I'm I in the fucking corner. I haven't got as many folds. You're by,
1: you're by the fucking door. Um, I don't smell, do I? Now, this has <laughs> <laughs> got me paranoid.
0: Uh, so we'll leave that there. Thanks <laughs> thanks for coming on, Stinky Dan. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. I'll tell you what, Dan, do you want to do your social media bit first? Dan, tell us where we can find your The Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast, not Gridiron Gents. So Gridiron. It's, uh, gridiron.
1: it's at Gridiron Gents uh, <laughs> on Twitter if you want to uh, know about anything American football related. We consider ourselves to be quite good at it. If you have an interest in it, we can talk you through it. We it's actually quite it. interesting. If you like American football. Uh, if you don't, it's, it's really boring.
0: Oh, he knows what he's talking about.
1: Thank you. I do. Um, the others do, anyway. Um, uh, too Much Time on Hands It's at 2MTOH on Twitter, Facebook's facebook.com forward slash Ooh, And the Instagram is Ooh.
0: You've already done that. Twitter.
1: Twitter. Did I say that? No. I said Twitter. Did you? Yeah. You did Twitter first.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, and
2: too busy hovering over the button. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, Too busy sweating buckets. <laughs> and then... Um, I, uh,
1: it, that, you've thrown me off, my personal one is McGloogley pretty much everywhere, so you can search me for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it won't get tired. Terry, where are we?
1: So
2: we are on Instagram at theatrical Cut pod. we are on Twitter at TheatricalCut, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at Prefax, and Sonia, you are?
0: I'm Bloody Mallory on Twitter and Mallory underscore watches. On Instagram, if you want to find us on Facebook, uh, we're probably going to piggyback on the main. Uh, yeah, it's too much, much time on Facebook. Too much time on our hands. Uh, so, just to Facebook say, with page. the
2: Twitter, we've started doing a few more posts on that. We're now just posting randomly what we're watching, whereas Instagram, we tend to tweet about, or Insta, about the show itself. We're Specifically just, about the we're show. We're just messaging about what we're watching and stuff like that. So, there's a bit more going on on the Twitter.
0: Yeah, so with the Twitter, if you want to find out what we're watching, what we're doing during the week, you can obviously have a look there. And also on our personal Instagram pages, yep. um, if. That's H five. If you also want to see pictures of um, my cat and Terry, I chicken know, nugget challenge was on chicken there. Chicken nugget so. challenge, yeah, yeah, revolting. Thankfully, the aftermath That's of the chicken nugget challenge. Because we didn't do it last night, there. wouldn't it? Lovely. Are we done? Are we done? Thank God. I knew this was going to be a long one. I didn't realise it would be quite so hot.
2: Possibly next time we don't go through um, every film an actor's ever done
0: it was the stave though it was a special one
2: it was a special he one he is a hashtag especially if faith. we get to like Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's done like a million films
0: no we're going to have to um, we're going to have to trim that one down a little bit I think um, okay so thanks for listening I've been Sonia he's been Dan Terry's been Terry
2: Mike drop